Hello and welcome to the start of most people's work week, unless you're on summer vacation. It is the, let's check it out. I don't even know what day it is. Oh, it's the 18th of July, 2022. <laughs> I, I'm joking with, uh, with Super Don that it takes both of our brains to figure out where to show up and how to broadcast, but you know how it is. You hang out long enough, you, you rely on each other a lot. We're going to uh, go with a, a good friend in hour two today with our Brighty on Simulcast, our good buddy, Dr. Jason Dean. And how many platforms has that guy been banned on? Yeah, I know. So we're going to uh, hit some good topics of controversy, uh, including the participation in the military slash nope medical industrial complex, grooming you and your family for death. Oh, I know it's not a pleasant Monday conversation, but we got to have it. But first and foremost, good news. The zeolite has finally arrived, the form that we can use. You want a heavy metal detox? We'll open with that. And there's a whole lot more to discuss on the air today. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Apparently, we're going back out after a 30-day suspension on Facebook Live, if that's what you guys still like to do. So welcome there as well. Come on, join us in the chat room, though, and we'll be uh, cranking it up for health, freedom, and healing. Ribbity? Ribbity. Wibbity. <laughs> you wascally wabbit. Oh, this is going to be a great show today. <laughs> Tell your friends. Join us now. Let's get this healing party started. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Hey, what say we start uh, another broadcast here on uh, Monday, the 17th, 16th, 18th? When is it? 18th of July. And this is the thing about scripting shows as I look back at the opening of the show before it was open. For those of you who catch it early when Super Don goes live before we go live, I know that makes no sense at all. I flub all the time and I love it. I, I think that's the organic nature of this show. We are so heavily scripted that I, no, we're not at all. <laughs> and somehow we manage to get through two hours plus a day, six days a week. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two, Jason Dean's going to be with us, Dr. Dean, when we're uh, simulcasting on TV as well. Uh, for this hour, we there's a number of stories, including a, a, a new um, product I want to bring to your attention that you can get for five bucks for one week only, free shipping included. This is amazing. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Super Don, if you don't mind, bring it. I want to bring you in right as we open up the uh well, and I just want to make sure that that everybody sees. You know, I don't I don't do this enough. You are the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, and he, uh, and liberty, and he, yes, healing liberty. Yes, yes, I'm a, I'm a wascally wabbit. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> but, but stop saying anything, Robert. You're not even speaking today. What are you doing? Anyway, so Super Don, I will lean on you heavily if I start babbling, uh, which usually happens, but not always leaning. So I, I'm, I, I want to do garden updates to start the week, just to get happy stories first. Mm. And, and, and I sent some more pictures and we're starting to harvest things. Um, you know, I'm looking at the, the garden and we're still e easily keep keeping up with things. But there's a point as I'm looking at things that are growing. There's a point I was talking to my wife about this. I said, honey, pretty soon we're going to be struggling to keep up with all that is coming out of that garden. So. Enjoy our worst problems you could have. Right? Exactly. It's a wonderful problem to have, I think. So. Uh, All right, so that. let's take a look at what's going on in the garden here. What do we got? Right, that's, so here is that we a bell got, pepper? So it's a bell pepper. We got sweet peppers. And you know, I let them stay on the vine, or not the, the plant, until they turn red, orange, or yellow. I don't personally like to eat green peppers, um, unless they're jalapenos. That's a different story. So yes, um, uh, we've that shot our That is something we pepper. have in common. You, you too. Okay, so, so somehow we get I'm along. I'm not a fan of bell peppers, no. Yeah. But I, you, you like them when they're sweet, right? They're orange, red, and yellow, then they're nice. Uh, as an ingredient, not not alone. 
Okay, I, I'll yeah. eat them because they're sweet at that point. I'm just loving it. And my, they, my they're my related cousin, to a bell pepper, so I I just you know. Okay. All the well, cousins and nephews are are all blacklisted for me. Well, this is the green listed for me, not in a good okay. way. Right. So red, yellow, and orange, I like. All right. So you see, I we took this picture last week, and you could see the growth over the the last few days here. We've right. got some uh, beautiful uh, leaf lettuce, some red lettuce, some green lettuce as well. And behind that, you'll see some other lettuce that's all, pretty much ready to harvest next to the carrots. And beyond that, you can also see the beans on the back left, and you can sort of see the corn stalks beyond that. Uh, so that's that's looking good. Very encouraged by that. We're, we're getting better each year, uh, learning about where we should, which bed should go, grow what based on the sun exposure, etc. So mm -hmm. uh, lettuce is happening. Um, this is for my honey. The, as you can see, the tomatoes that Super Don's a little behind on because he had that late freeze. But yes, he's got the blooms happening. Um, but ours I have actual tomatoes, they're, but they're little teeny tiny little tomatoes. Yeah. They're so really small is, still. But I'm encouraged. Like you said, we are getting there. And even with your apparent disaster early on when you put those starters in, um, you've recovered and, and you're going to get tomatoes too. So ours are starting to turn color and we've got loads more little green ones like you, Super D. So that's great news as well. And uh, there's also a cucumber. Oh, this one's a delicata squash. It's still early on. I wasn't sure we did. I haven't grown these yet. Before I've grown the, the zucchinis and things, but this is a, apparently not ready. It's not a, uh, the, the stripes are not pronounced. And it looks it's not like big you've got ants on your melons there. Is that Robert? an ant? Yeah, it looks like an ant is on there. I haven't sprayed it with orange uh, guard, yeah. but I don't think they eat the delicata, but they're there doing their thing. So no problem. I didn't see any evidence of, of uh, bug infestation. And, hey, look, a pickle. What's wrong with this picture? Okay, it's a cucumber. But for me, it's a pickle to be. Anyway, that's, yeah. we got a few of those growing. I thought I'd catch, catch one. It's in the mid noonday sun. And I took a picture of this because I, 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 the corn is not super tall as far as the plants themselves, but this is the first one that's putting out uh, the, I don't know what you even call these little stalks. Does anybody know? Before you become corn and then the bees start pollinating them. And every time, every one of those turns mm -hmm. into a kernel, apparently. That the, I'm sure uh, there's a name for that. Yeah, but again, I, I don't. I'm Farmer Bob. I don't know. Don't call me Farmer Bob. I'm teasing <laughs> myself now. Anyway, that's some of the corn right. starting. Interestingly enough. Well, there you go. Is there, is there anything else, or did that wrap nope, it up? That's today? the end of it. Okay. Well, thank you for indulging me, especially because we wrapped up the week with Marjorie Wildcraft last week with RSBfood.com. And uh, if you haven't started growing again, get get head started. Even for those that don't know what they're doing with classes and, and videos and all these free uh, accessible information that uh, Marjorie has put out there as well. And uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep this food train going as long as we can and hopefully circumvent the worst of what, what is appearing in terms of supply chain difficulties. Now, part of the problem moving forward as well, and I've heard some people, who was it that said, was it Marjorie that said, if you had, you, if you're putting off dental procedures, you might want to get them now. Was that Marjorie? Do you remember that super D? Um, but some, it was, yes, it was. And and I, and I look at the dependency that many people have on, um, let's say, medicines, because they've been so uh, toxic and, and deficient and on and on it goes. They're, they're manifesting chronic diseases, and they're used to having their diseases managed by drugs. And I'm like, this would be also a good time to remove the true cause of all that ails them. And that is not, again, a deficiency of drugs. And that leads us to our first story. Super Don blasted this out in the email uh, just yesterday and or overnight and it relates to what the zeolite that we were we were telling you was going to be coming out and this is big news because it's five bucks and and you'll get through the first month of trial and it's 
doesn't cost you anything for shipping. You just sign up and then try it. And it's basically three sprays, four times, no, four sprays, three times a day. And so uh, I'm going to hold up. This is the bottle of the Pure Body Extra. We kind of sneak previewed it yesterday on, on the radio broadcast. And it's called Pure Body Extra from Touchstone Essentials, Advanced Daily Cellular Detox. And we have been, I have been personally reluctant to go all in on a zeolite because is what we've learned over the last many years investigating it is that the zeolites are so, oh, they so cling to things by ion exchange that they often have heavy metals along with them. So you take a zeolite and we've seen the stories and then they, they test your urine or stool and they say, Hey, look at all the metals it's pulling out, but they don't test the zeolite going in and say, Oh wait, there are metals already on it. So it just held on to them and it took them on out. And then they were selling it as if it was detoxifying your body. In this case, it's different. In this case, they've cleaned up the zeolite, pulled all of the heavy metals, things that you don't want on it, and put it in a colloidal state so that the ions are ready to interface throughout the body without limitation where it can go, bind and then draw it and pull it on out. So we have one of the simpler and safer methods of adjunct in terms of removing the metals that may indeed be burdening us. Even if your doctor is not awake and aware yet, if you have a doctor allopathically uh, trained that recognizes the role of heavy metals like mercury, even in minute amounts within the body and the deleterious activity or action, creating any number of ailments or illnesses from neurological issues, uh, musculoskeletal issues, cardiovascular issues, endocrine issues, gastro, intestinal issues. There is not one thing that you can remove completely from the burden of heavy metals, particularly mercury, but there are others as well. So to have an opportunity to provide a, a, a trial for you guys to try this, simple. It tastes like water, so it's very easy to use for anyone, really. And for those of you who are hypersensitive, you could start with one spray a day if you want, but three to four sprays at a time in your mouth, three or four times a day. I, I say four sprays three times a day. That's your label indication on that. And see what happens. We're seeing some tremendous response, hearing about tremendous responses. I've talked with good friends of mine, including uh, Larry Cook, who's a good buddy, who's been working with this for a while. And I'm encouraged by what I hear. There's no downside in terms of toxicity. This is not bringing anything in that you don't want in. And it's only helping to usher those things out. So for those of you who've been looking for the simplest method to deal with the metal burden, try it out and super Don, what is the link is it an easy link they just click on it is it all it's also i think in the, the i i dropped it in the chat um okay. and also if you go to our website it would be the post that's just under today's show notes okay there's a uh a, a post that i put together that that goes into more detail and explains you know mm -hmm. what it is and how it works okay and the deal and then there's a link that you can click on in that post that will the thing take is, th this the deal is only going for seven days. So this uh, is not yeah, something that 24th you can just... You, you can't go, yeah, you can't go to sleep on it. It's basically, we announced it last night and uh, Sunday to Sunday, basically. So Sunday midnight Eastern time, I believe, is when this expires. So today is the 17th and it goes until the 24th. And so, oh, it's the 18th. I apologize. I can't get the days right. I just In the summer, I'd lose track of this stuff. <clears> but <throat> for five bucks, you can get the zeolite free shipping included. So that's it. Try it out, sign up, and then uh, give, give us some feedback. Let us know because the people that have been trying it have been having tremendous responses. 
And so I'm grateful that we have this opportunity. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, I, I'm waiting. I've got some coming and, mm-hmm. um, I've heard some amazing stories, uh, about, uh, children, children and people that are on the spectrum mm-hmm. that this has been used for, and, yeah. you know, as you, as you know, I've got two grandkids, uh, that are on the spectrum. And so I'm going to be trying it out with them yeah. and reporting back on what it is that's going on, A new option, what I yeah. see and what their mom sees. Yeah. Now I'm going to be speaking at autism one, uh, the 18th through the 21st in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, August of uh, eight, so next month, and uh, my focus is on copper there. Although, if this is something that is going to be helpful to those on the spectrum, as I've seen, uh, I want to be able to share stories with those that are coming too, because it's going to oh, be yeah. very big. Yeah. So that's the first bit of good news today. The second bit of good news is that uh, the he who shall not be named, Voldemort, aka Fauci, says he plans to retire by the end of Biden's current term. Now, that could be sooner than later if. Uh, the oblivious Biden is still bumbling his way by day by day in, in ways that if this were Trump or any Republican, they would be calling on the 25th Amendment to be you know, instituted immediately and they would remove him from office. Not that I'm thrilled about uh, Kali Mar right behind him as vice president, but he's this is a guy that's a criminal in government, in my opinion, for decades and decades and decades running a fiefdom at the NIAID and, and responsible for a lot of deaths, not just in the COVID crazy era, but in the era of HIV and AIDS, even though we acknowledge here that HIV isn't the cause of it, it didn't matter. The idea was by Fauci is let, let's get approved a uh, toxic cancer drug that was too toxic for cancer patients that would kill them. And let's get it approved for people with no immune system or a collapsing immune system. And it killed them too, AZT, AZT for those of you listening on UK Health Radio. And he's talking about re- retiring finally. I'm like, do you think that people will be waiting outside of his office with pitchforks at that point? Will everybody realize what a criminal this guy is? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, CNN broke this this morning because apparently he was doing an interview with CNN and he mentioned it. Uh, but he has said, he said apparently today that he plans to retire by the end of Joe Biden's current term in office. But... He has not currently put together any specific retirement date in mind, nor has he started the process of retiring. Yeah. And then he follows that up with saying, I've said this for a long time. Has he? So what does that mean? I don't, I don't even know. Are are, are we, is he like just doing this just to get some people's attention and then he might change his mind or maybe he's looking for people to go, Oh, please don't retire. For those leftist worshippers of the pharmaceutical industrial complex, they'd, they'd want him in forever. Mm. You know, they'd, they'd make him president. Not that he'd be better. He, you know, he'd be worse as his overt killing fields have uh, you know existed for decades under his so-called reign at NIAID. So I, I don't know. That's a good question, Super D. Is he doing this for attention? If he's like, I'm announcing my retirement, but not really. Maybe it's not a good news story. Maybe Never it's mind. just we shouldn't pay attention to this guy. That would be better. All right, a bad news, good news story. Bad news is there was another shooting. This was out of Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, and we were just there for the Red Pill Expo. It's not related in any way. It was a a shopping mall uh, that uh, this occurred. Three dead, actually a fourth dead, and that fourth dead is the shooter, the suspect. Uh, And and this article by ABC News is a shocker. They acknowledged a lawfully armed good Samaritan shot and killed the suspect, the mayor said. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
Now, I, I think there are probably people trying to find a way. Could we charge this guy who saved lives <laughs> by using with a crime? Right. Well, they don't want him to be a hero or anything, no. but that is literally what he is being called Yeah. Um, by the people there on the ground. The mayor, apparently, yeah. was the one that said that, uh, had you know, reported that's what happened. And uh, there are a number of people that are saying that he is the hero, including the police. Mm-hmm. So there will be stories, and I'm sure they exist, of people complaining, how dare this guy be allowed to carry a gun? Yet, what would they have happen? The three people that the gunman killed, would they have him continue rampaging until the police showed up and didn't engage him? As we found out with that, that you know, remember the school shooting? More and more of the video uh, evidence is showing, what was that one one shot of a, a police officer in the school using the... Uh, what do you oh, call and that? I, I, I saw something about that the police were running away from him and, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, I mean, look, nobody wants to get shot, but, you know, you are the police. It's kind of part of the job, right? Yeah. Now, when you realize that the police actually are only there to react to crime, even though you can argue that they're a deterrent if they're in the neighborhood, but you, you can never actually rely upon them because those that are intent to commit a crime will either go where the, the cops aren't or recognize that they're there rarely or maybe they have a pattern and they'll watch that place. But if you have a place that is largely unarmed because of policy, like a school, or maybe the shopping mall, maybe they thought the shopping mall, there's signs up that says they're uh, not allowed, no firearms allowed in the shopping mall, which Gun-free zone, right? Gun-free zones and things. Um, you, know, you know, that might be the thing, the angle that they'll take on this guy. And they'll say, well, he violated the policy of the mall and somehow they'll charge him with a crime despite him saving who knows countless lives. How many of this? I'm going to say that's probably not going to happen because yeah. uh, the police chief, mm-hmm. he's quoted here. He's saying the real hero of the day is the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm mm-hmm. in that food court yeah. and was able to stop the shooter almost as soon as he began. So I think yeah. it would be pretty difficult to charge this guy at this point. Yeah. So my son and I, on Saturday, we went out to a range, a local range. I like to shoot outdoors, but it's so dang hot, and, and it's, it's a distance, and we're like, timing is right. So we went to a local range, great place, good people, and went in there. And I, I don't like the indoor ranges because the concussion, you can you know have your earphones and the headphone uh, kind of thing to cover it, but the, the shockwave concussion, like right next to us in this gun range, you had people shooting, I think, an, uh, an AR, another one, a 308. And it's like the shock waves from those indoors is just brutal. Uh, yet, I thought that they'd separate out handguns and, and, and long-range guns in the, in, in the indoor range, but they didn't in this case. So I, I dealt with it. It's not something that's pleasant. Uh, but we, we, had, uh, needing, we were needing the practice. Now, I'm very well practiced on one particular firearm I've been using for many, many years. But I have some new options that I wanted to, to put to the test that I didn't feel as comfortable with uh, as far as downrange targeting correctly. So what I'm sharing with you now is a situation like this. God forbid you end up in that situation. We don't want that. We're not, we don't, we're not thrilled about it, but thank God this guy was there and he knew how to use it. And he put down the shooter who was taking innocent lives and stopped it right then and there. And thank God as well, the police recognize that this was a, a you know a legitimate use where guns are used primarily to prevent carnage if you will not to cause more but if this guy let's just say it was a first time guy that just bought a gun and didn't know how to use it and never practiced at the range how likely would it be that he could take down this shooter without also causing collateral damage and, and that's you know so somewhat of the argument from those that are 
anti-gun or think that only cops should have guns, despite the fact that they're not everywhere they need to be, or you'd think they need to be to prevent these crimes, much less to intercede. Or even when they arrive on the scene after it starts happening, in every case, you find maybe they're not willing to put their lives on the line to protect innocent lives, including children like that, that gun shooting, uh, shooting at that school. And so I come back and go, how is there a legitimate argument other than to say, if you're a responsible gun owner, you will practice with that gun, whether it's in an outdoor indoor range so that you are prepared just in case the worst happens. Like in this case. And as we see in the vast majority of gun ranges around the country, with rare exception, do you ever find uh, injuries or deaths or mass shootings there because they are, will immediately be taken out. Now, of course, accidents can happen at any place, but you uh, would hope that these uh, ranges are doing their job. Most of them are as obvious to me is that there's not every day a news report on another tragic shooting at a gun range. You follow me on this logic? Do you understand every day there are perhaps millions of people, if not hundreds of thousands at the very least, but if we talk about a nation of 350 million and gun ranges all around the country, indoor and outdoor, you'd think that every day with the amount of bullets that are being sent down range, there would be a every day report of a disaster at a gun range, but that's not the case. Now, as I say, it can happen. It has happened, but by and large, the tragedies we hear about are in the gun free zones. Is that me going, Oh, now you're bending and contorting to defend gun ownership. No, I think that, you know, if you'll show me the daily news report on, on mass shootings, mass death and casualties at gun ranges, then, then you met, you might have something, but that is not indeed the case. So what I'm doing is encouraging you not only to own a firearm for your defense, but to be at the ready now, wherever you are, should a disaster occur and be prepared, not like, oh, I have it. I bought it and I have it, but actually practice with it. And I guess that's, you know, the, the opening message here in a bad news slash ending up good news story that more people weren't wantonly destroyed and killed by uh, perhaps a madman, perhaps a 22-year-old on SSRI drugs. We don't know the details of this guy who was shot and killed. But thankfully, again, a lawful uh, uh, gun owner was there to prevent further carnage. Super D, have you, I got to ask you this. I don't know. You don't have to answer this if, if you, if you want to keep it to yourself. But have you, uh, yeah, I know your dad was a police officer. You know, we've talked about that. But did your dad ever take you to a range growing up to teach you gun safety? Do you remember any of that? Or was that kind of no. kept out of the house? No, was that California. wasn't that that didn't that didn't happen. Now I I I have gone shooting before, mm-hmm. not extensively. Yeah. That was something I did on my own with my cousin actually. Mm-hmm. Um when I got older. I was probably, yeah. I don't know, early twenties. And there was an indoor shooting range uh where we were living and so I did that and I I shot a little bit when I was in scouts mm-hmm. growing up, but that, that's about it, really. Okay. Well, I mean, do you think about this story, as I say? I was it's such a about, wild kid. I think my dad might have been a little <laughs> yeah, a little apprehensive. About t- t- <laughs> what happens if in. I do this, you know? Yeah, but, okay. I don't yeah, know. You, you got, you've got to engage, seriously. You've got yeah. to engage the kids. In, and this is the thing. There, were, there was a, 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 son, a, a father and a son. And he was there for the first time with his son to for his son to, fi- to use a firearm safely, to teach him safely to do that. And I think that's you know right of passage. We did that not only with my son but with my daughter. But it's my son that really 
excelled to such a degree that he, he teaches people how to how to be safe with firearms. I mean, he, he's done things with youth uh, groups, taught them gun safety, taken them to the range. I mean, it's very impressive, but you, you do it right. You train them right. You respect the potential or actual danger. There is, like I said, so many people think about that, perhaps hundreds of thousands to millions a day going to ranges shooting. And where are, have you seen them? Cause you scour the news all the time. Where are the daily reports of mass shootings at gun ranges? No, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I find that yeah. rather interesting. Never seen one. Mm-hmm. So think about that in terms of protection instead of the, uh, the, the leftist, collectivist, communist mindset that only the government should own guns. And then what happens at that point? You're left defenseless against tyranny, which inevitably transpires. You know, one of the things they want to do is disarm the people. The people of Australia and New Zealand learned that the hard way through tragedy. Some would argue pretty strongly false flag events that, yes, real people, real kids died, but they were designed to disarm the population. And I pray that here in these United States, the people re- recognize that no matter what tragedy occurs due to a madman or woman using a firearm to kill innocents, that is not a signal to give up your rightful arms, your rightful uh, uh, right to keep and bear arms to protect your life and innocent lives. That is never the, the let's say, the, the conclusion when you see a tragic shooting happen that, oh, well, that means I should turn in mine because... I'm obviously going to one day do that. No, that's ridiculous. That's just not the case. And, and um, you know, I think there's been enough that has happened for the American people, for the most part, to realize that despite the Biden administration and many rhinos, so-called Republicans in name only, but aren't they all, with rare exception, uh, believe that there is a, a role for the federal government to regulate and limit the right of the people to keep and bear arms, which shall not be infringed. So there you go, a little uh, Monday firearms discussion here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, shout out to our friend Tor McPartland, Orange Guard. If you haven't been utilizing Orange Guard yet, I had a message from our friend Marge. She's like, where do I get that stuff? I'm at the Ace Hardware. You're at the Ace Hardware, go into the one of the areas where they carry the garbage pesticides, and you'll see there should be an Orange Guard or bottle or two or 10. And I would encourage you to go there because that will certainly support a locally owned business, even though Ace is a you know a national business, it's locally owned, and uh, support Orange Guard either by going direct orangeguard.com or getting the Orange Guard at a local Ace Hardware or even maybe some natural health stores, natural uh, garden stores would carry this. Orangeguard.com. Now, are, you, are you talking about Marge or the our our Patreon member Marge? I think so. She sent a message to me on like Messenger or something. Said, uh, "Hey, I'm at, I'm I, at the." I'm uh, actually kind of concerned about Marge today. Hmm. She uh, she sent a chat message at the beginning yeah. of the show. Maybe yeah. she was on her way to Ace Hardware. I don't know. Okay. But I don't think she's going to make it because she says here, she says, I'm walking four miles with 13% power. I don't think you, you're going to make it four miles on only 13% power, Marge. You're just going to like stop and no. somebody's going to have to come I'll pick you up. I think it's the phone she's talking about. That's my guess. Just a guess. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the oh, case. That you have 13 okay. percent reserves left, and you're oh, going four mile walk. I get it now, dude. I'm okay. impressed that Marge is walking four miles. I'm just sorry yeah. if you won't have enough. I was just trying to figure out how are you going to make it four miles on only 13 percent power. Yeah, that no, that's yeah. I don't think that's the case. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. She's so hopefully she's got some orange guard with her in case she gets attacked by pests. You could be well yeah. armed with Orange Guard. I use bit. it. I use it on a nightly basis right now with with the bugs that we got. Yeah, going on here. 
in the wonderful hot summer nights in, in uh, Klamath County here where the midges come out and drive everybody nuts. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what it is because we're about similar elevation too, and we just don't have that where we are, not to the extent that you describe. I can be out back in the evening and, and, and there's nothing going on, so I don't know why that is. No, we have to like turn the, the, <laughs> we have to turn the back porch light off. Wow. Uh, and even then, if you leave the blinds open, mm-hmm. the light from the inside of, of our, our, our family room is bright yeah. enough that they're all on the screen. They're okay. Like, let me in, let me in. Wow. Yeah. So I remember yeah. that in the, in the deep South, I just haven't had that out West the same way. Well, in the so. deep South, the midges are about twice as big. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, true. Anyway. All right. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about in a long time? Upcoming events. True. <laughs> very true i was just thinking real quick you really want to do that now okay just briefly i, I just okay. want to mention the next one coming up is the uh event way to step on my segue thanks Sorry. a lot man go ahead you can take it no no it's okay nutritional frontiers the upcoming event that's what i wanted to mention oh specifically okay yeah they i they, i talked with jamie dorley today they said I, they may have almost sold out for attendees I, I think if you want to attend it in pittsburgh august the 6th the saturday you might have to beg pretty please and say, please, can I come? But reach out, nutritionalfrontiers.com. You can call them at 412-922-2566. I'll be there with Dr. Tracy Strout, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Dr. Len Brankowicz, and Jamie Dorley, the Journey of Healthcare, Interactive su- su- Summit of Leading Health Experts. A lot of great stuff that's going to happen. And there's a Friday evening and a Saturday evening of, beyond the actual event itself. And yes, you can, I think, attend via Zoom or some uh, uh, remote remote viewing. No, this is not a CIA thing. It's, it allows you to access via your computer. You can watch it as well. You can get tickets. So uh, do check that out. We'd love to see you there. And if you can't be there, then watch it online. But you got to buy tickets. So take a look at that. That's what I, I just had to say that. Sorry to step on your segue. Go ahead. You're, you're, and now you're muted out. So what yeah, is that? There's, there's no way to you just whatever. Move on. Move it on. Yeah. Moving right along. But you I'm said sorry. we hadn't talked about something in a while. Now you got me I curious. I can't segue on demand. It's all natural. You have to segue on demand. This is all right. All right. COVID nineteen. Okay. okay. It's not over. Oh, According to the government, anyway. Really? Let's see this. The public health emergency that never ends. It's been extended once again in the United States. CNN is reporting the Biden administration extended the COVID nineteen public health emergency for another three months. Why? Really, where's the emergency? Seriously. Well, I would say that about the whole thing, but all right, some people wouldn't roll with me there. But I will say that the reality is they never want to end this emergency because the moment the emergency ends, especially before they've converted the EUA to full approval, right, on the use of the COVID jabs, it would be a disaster for them because the entire premise of COVID jabs is rooted in emergency use authorization. None of these have been fully approved beyond EUA other than community, which you can't find anywhere in the United States because the liability protection has not been granted because it's not yet put on the childhood vaccination schedule, according to ACIP and CDC. So the entire ruse of an emergency continues even without an emergency because the emergency is if they stop the emergency, they won't be able to sell the jabs to anyone, even though no one's really paying for it other than the general U.S. taxpayer that's on the hook. For the federal government just buying these things willy-nilly until there aren't there no more or you're no more. Now, this is the idea of an emergency related not to what you think a medical emergency is, but it's a pharmaceutical emergency. It's an imperative to keep selling you stuff you don't want or need, even though you're not 
reaching into your pocket directly, but indirectly via taxation and or inflation of the money supply. They just keep throwing billions and billions of dollars at these companies to produce something that no one really wants or needs unless those are, that are living in abject fear and terror because they don't pay attention to anything outside of what they hear on CNN and MSNBC, et cetera, or what Biden and Fauci say or what CDC says, excuse me, or uh, WHO. So the end of the emergency would be an emergency for big pharma. So realize the emergency is not about your health or mine. It's about the health and the vitality of these pharmaceutical companies, these, these multinational corporations with no allegiance to any nation or state. So the question is, and I ask this with great sincerity, Super Don, when, when do you think they'll end the emergency? I've given you a hint. This is when I think it will be. But when would you say the emergency is over based on any sound, logical reasoning? Um, I think it'll be over mm-hmm. when people stop putting meat in their freezer. <laughs> yeah, you'd go there, wouldn't you? This is the next article. Is COVID-19 living in your freezer? <laughs> what? Yes, I stored it. I got it from the CDC. I put it in the freezer right away because I didn't want it to die in case I needed it later. And they're actually going for this. They're like, oh, man, the emergency is going to be forever because we won't be able to inspect everybody's freezer to make sure it's free of the COVID-19 contaminant. They're talking about subvariants and everything. And now they're saying researchers studied two animal coronaviruses ability to survive on various meats. So they're not even talking about necessarily COVID-19. They're like, eh, it's a coronavirus. It survives best on beef and pork. Chicken hmm. and salmon, not so much. Now, could this be written by the chicken and salmon producers to kind of sell a little bit more? Well, you know, a little I mean, there, there, is a, there is a kind of a push to get people to stop eating red meat and mm. eating more chicken and fish. So could this be it? COVID-19 might have turned into a health nut. Yeah. <sighs> it's widely known to be a respiratory thing, but the reality is it's not really. It's a direct assault on endothelial tissue and the blood, et cetera, oxygenation issues. Uh, respiration just happens to be one of those things that is required to get it in and out of the system. But this idea that the slaughterhouses are promoting COVID-19, this would be another assault on, again, eliminating meat consumption in the West. As you've seen, they've been trying to destroy us and get us all to eat crickets. Are you, are you suggesting that COVID-19 does not survive on, on uh, Beyond Meat? That's a good question. Yeah, because right? they have they have the fake heme and everything on there. Why not look at how it survives well on the pretend GMO meat? That's not meat. The schmeat. The schmeat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I, and, and I'm seriously going back now to the idea, when do you all think the emergency will end? The declared emergency, the bogus emergency that is an emergency, the COVID emergency. When does it end? Look, even if you like Trump or not like Trump, Trump fell for it, too. And, and recently you heard Burks admitted basically lying to Trump to get him to declare, you know, a shutdown, temporary shutdown. And Trump, whatever you say he is, again, we acknowledge things that Trump has done that we like, but a lot of stuff, it's not looking good for his legacy. He still believes that the, the, the warp speed is going to be a good legacy for him and He's deluded if he still believes that. And so the emergency 
People on both sides of the political fence have bought hook, line, and sinker. Now, many are questioning it, but where is the will of Congress, the people, demanding an end to this as the executive branch unilaterally under the president declares an ongoing emergency in perpetuity? When does it end? Because the people's house is not doing a, a, a thing to stop it. The Senate, nothing. So you're left to the states. Are the states going to stop it? Not likely because the money that flows from the feds, from your pocketbook and your grandkids' pocketbooks, indirectly, again, through taxation or theft by inflation tax, to keep paying for stuff that can't be paid for otherwise, except for thanks for the Federal Reserve. Not so thanks that I'm saying, but you know how it happens. And we're left with, all right, the states aren't stopping the emergency. So is it up to the people to stop participating? To stop allowing their government at any level to violate their rights to life, liberty, and property despite declarations of perpetual emergencies? We have to wake up to that reality that there is no constitutional provision that allows for the suspension of the limitations on government by or written into the Constitution. Yet we behave as if they have the ability to do so because, like, well, they said so. We got to do it. We're behaving as if we're children of government instead of children of God or a creator beyond government. And until we do that, they'll continue to get away with these declarations until one day no one participates in them. I mean, they can declare them all they want. But the collapse then maybe of the entire system is such that I would hope that you're prepared to go local and hyper-local, which is why you should be growing food and establishing pathways of communication with your local neighbors as much as you can. Talk about what's going on. Prepare for, some would say, inevitability in reduction of quality of life based on our ability to export inflation as well. Because the continual spending without a, you know any abandon of it is happening under emergency. Remember 1933 on the congressional record, United States declares bankruptcy. It's on the record, still there. Are we in receivership yet? And what does that mean if you have a number assigned to you that you actually utilize? You're acting as if, once again, you're a child of government, numbered like beasts in the field, to be perpetual what? Debtors, if you will, to guarantee the repayment of a debt that mathematically cannot be repaid unless they hypothecate it further. That's a fancy way of saying, basically they print their way out of this mess. And this comes to the, uh, the other issue of the economics that we discuss here from time to time on the Robert Scott Bell show. If you think they're going to keep raising interest rates, no, it, they can't sustain it because they cannot service the debt. Every time they raise it a quarter point, a half a point, three quarters of a point or a full point, it becomes more and more obviously untenable to service the debt. And so, therefore, they have to go back to the printing presses, digitally or in reality, to cover for their lack of integrity and limitation on their own behavior that is spending without responsibility for the outcome of the debt that's created, artificial though it may be, unquestionable according to one of the uh, the uh, amendments to the Constitution as well. Look it up. I didn't commit that one to memory. So when does the emergency end? I think the sad conclusion that I'm left with, and unless you see something different that I'm missing, and I'm open to it, believe me, it, it, it ends when the federal government collapses under its own weight. It cannot fulfill its obligations, pay its debts, 
and then collapse. Then what? What rises from the ashes? Communism tyranny or localism where the people have been engaged in freedom and free exchange of ideas and goods and services via goldbacks or other mechanisms of trade outside of the, you know, the resulting inevitable collapse of a federal reserve note, like all fiat currencies eventually do dropping into hyperinflation. Now we may have a rollback on gas prices temporarily, but inevitably the entire fiat system around the world is not set for permanent abundance. That doesn't work in the artifice economically. I, I didn't intend to, as a lot of times as I, I open the mic on this show and I, I don't often know where I'm going to go. I have a semblance of sense of it because Superdon sends some awesome stories that we need to cover. But to, to ask the question as I've asked and Superdon, I don't know if anybody's responding live in the chat room. Apparently we're back on Facebook live for, for who knows how long. I don't know. But come on over to robertscatbell.com slash listen. Sign up for email alerts so you can be, well, it's not an email alert. It's a newsletter, as Super Don tells me, reminds me, corrects me all the time. So annoying. <laughs> it's not really. I get it eventually. Such a whiner. I, I am a, such a whiner. Well, speaking of whiner, whiner wellness, great group out of there with Nutritional Frontiers Pittsburgh. They'll be joining us at that event. Not that kind of whiner, though. The good kind. Uh, but Super D, anybody responding to the answer to the question, when does the emergency end? That is per- seemingly perpetual without end. Anybody no, even commenting? Nobody's even listening to me. What am I? Let's just see. Talking to myself. We've got pictures. Somebody shot uh, an animal with a bow. Okay. Oh, Leslie's 13-year-old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's hot in Florida. That's people saying that. Let's yeah. See. Uh, it's also hot in Minnesota. It's hot everywhere right now. Yeah. It's hot here, too. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It's a dry heat where I am, so I didn't mind it. It cools yeah. off at night a little bit, and we're okay. Yeah. No, nobody's, nobody's listening. All right, nobody's listening. So whenever you want to answer me, <laughs> get back we need to me. Uh, we need uh, Sister Mary Elephant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I'll ask you, Super D, are you willing to answer the question? Seriously. Um, well, you kind of already answered it, so... Okay, well, if you agree... You want that's my own funny. opinion on that? I, I don't I don't, no. I don't. disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't... You know, the thing is, we've talked about this before, about the collapse, right? You yeah. Know, when is the collapse? What would that look like? What would it take? And stuff like that. You know, I, do I think that's going to happen eventually? I, I think it's. it seems like it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't anticipate that it's going to happen anytime real soon, though. Yeah. I think they've got enough things in place that they can keep, you know, bailing water and spinning the plates, sure. you know, for Anybody gets at least probably for at least for our time, our lifetime. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the emergency. So we're not talking specifically COVID. We're talking about the, you know, fear of of viruses. It kind of reminds me of the war on terrorism a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like when I mean that started when, like right after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on, right? It's not like they've they've given back any of the stuff they took away from us yeah. with the Patriot Act, right? Right. You know, they, they, they just are, don't. They can't use it as successfully to change their behavior the way they want. And to nobody's it. scared about it right now, right? right? Yeah. No, you know, in fact, it's a joke. Yeah. You know, the whole idea. You know, when you go to the airport, you got to take off your shoes, and you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, why are we doing this? This is dumb. How many terrorists have been caught by the TSA and you know since nine eleven? Right. Yeah. How many None. I've, I've been frisked and let go. And so, it's yeah. not because the terrorists are, te- are 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 deathly afraid of the TSA. 
mm-hmm. you know it's just the, you know this is not it's not a thing um yeah. so yeah when will this particular thing the the fear of the viruses i don't know because i mean you look at what they're doing mm-hmm. COVID 19 nobody cares anymore they yelled monkeypox. nobody so, cares so how are they getting so, away is my point of my question how are they getting away of extending the declaration of emergency for even three months longer because they can yeah yeah i mean i you know it's you've got you've got uh areas where they're saying that the uh, COVID has surged mm-hmm. um you've got some places that have already instituted mask mandates already again yeah um so tell me where are those are those in liberal enclaves according to the new definition of liberal or the recent well where is it? i think it's in the la area and i think in yeah. new york is where they were initially talking about it but, there you go so yeah. that is the place where the morons live and, and accepted you know present company accepted watching or listening to this show from those areas <laughs> michael bolden right but i i say that because if you say we're over it well, there are certain enclaves where they're not over it, where they can successfully keep the emergency going more specific to those areas. Whereas the broad-based statement by Biden or declaration by Biden in the executive branch saying the emergency continues three months, it's like, for the most part, we're like, there's no emergency. We know that. But they're getting away with it. Why? Because our representatives and senators are not pushing back to say, hey, there's no need for an emergency. This should end. And then it's possible that there are individual senators or House of Representatives reps that are saying it. I don't know if there's actual oh, legislation sure. being foisted sure. forward. I guarantee Ron Johnson is, is, is saying that, yeah. you know, and there are some that are. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, now you got monkeypox, right? So yeah. I think at this point, what, they, what they're probably doing is they're looking at it and they're going, you know what? We've got COVID that we can still say is still happening over here. Yeah. Now we can add some monkeypox to it. So... Hey, it's still a state of emergency, right? Yeah. Lori says it's over when we say no more. Yeah, ultimately. This Crystal is says it's over when we can sue them into ending it. Okay. All right, that's, that's, uh, there are a lot of suits going on. That's true. Uh, I guess the question is, uh, am you I right? You still have about, probably half. What, what was right. it? Like half more or less. Uh, in the country that are still going, maybe a little bit less, you know, that are still going, oh, yeah. well, you know, the COVID, you know, we need to be careful. Well, yeah, and I and I hear nice people saying, yeah, I hear people, I know somebody that got COVID recently, even though they got COVID before, they got it again. I'm like, right. all right, why are you basing your statement that they got COVID again or the first time? Well, we know that they're based on faulty tests, PCR, still, or faulty antigen tests, still. So the entire scam of it ongoing is because we haven't discarded and dismissed the test which we've talked about here that covid is a pandemic of testing as was aids well let's just call it hiv tests that are not hiv tests that test continued to foment this illusion that there's a retrovirus killing everybody or certain people and so these tests that we know are not actual tests still enamor the people by and large, and go, oh, well, the test says. Or they just say, well, they said there's more COVID, and you just assume the test is what did it, but you don't even think about it anymore. They say it, you you believe it. Could it be a traditional cold, whatever that is, or the argument that a cold is just a detox response, an immune detox response to a number of things that have overwhelmed your liver's ability to cleanse the body on an ongoing basis. A temporary or an accumulated assault, that is why now we have a new tool to detoxify certain things that are contributing to our immune deficiency or immune challenges. 
That's this Pure Body Extra, the zeolite we just uh, introduced. If you're just joining us, Advanced Daily Cellular Detox, it's in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. We've got a seven-day window for you guys to get this for five bucks. And it'll be four sprays three times a day, and it will bind the metals and help usher them out simply and easily via this nano-sized colloidal chemistry, if you will, of introduction, a safe way to introduce a zeolite that is clean. So check that out. Check your emails, your inboxes from Super Don on the Robert Scott Bell Show uh, uh, newsletter. I said it right. And you just send, send uh, my initials, RSB, to 22828. Send the initials, RSB, my initials, to 22828, and it'll prompt you to sign up for our newsletter. And thank you for that. Also, we got to welcome uh, new patron supporters. Super Don, you mentioned that we have some uh, new folks. Thankfully, we've made room. I haven't. I mean, some people dropped off, and uh, there's more room for you. And uh, Tom Super- and Doreen Nelson. Welcome, they, Tom and Doreen. They, Thank you. They are new Patreon yeah. supporters mm-hmm. just in time for the uh, next AMA coming up on the 26th. Mm-hmm. They get access to all the other perks and the seminars and the previous videos and all that stuff. Oh, by the way, speaking of video, mm-hmm. I uploaded the pre record for Sunday on YouTube and they dinged me again. On YouTube? They, it, ha- it, has you, to be a, it has to be an algorithm. It yeah. has to be an algorithm because your personal YouTube, because we don't have yes, it my own show. personal YouTube. That's what yeah. I've been using. So I've got two strikes. So I'm going to start uploading to like rumble or Brighton or something like that and putting that on, on Patreon. Cause I don't want to, is that, is that, is there a same interface so that they can watch it through those? It, it, it's a little different, but it'll work. Okay. Because I, I, I don't want to lose. Link and I, they have to I, click on the link. I'm right. nervous about losing that which we have saved on your YouTube for that. Yeah, Please I'm me. just not going to do anything with my YouTube for the next 90 days and just leave it alone. So okay, but still, do we have backups of those YouTubes? I'll have to go back and see what there is that I've got there. But okay, I, I'm still again yeah. nervous. We were without warning that third strike came in, even though we didn't think we did anything. But Anyway, just throwing it out there for consideration. And thank you again for our patron supporters. Our next AMA is a Tuesday evening. Is it the 26th of July 26th, coming up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we look forward to seeing Murdoch there. He was the one that voted in on the Tuesday edition. That's right. He has to show up. It'll be, uh, what do we say? What time of the day would that be normally? It's like two hours after it, the show or something. It's 7 at, o'clock uh, uh, Eastern, yeah. 4 o'clock Pacific. 4 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. yeah. So if you'd like to be a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, we appreciate it. we got lots of giveaways to do as well, always. It's fun. Thank you for that, for our sponsors that support us in that way. All right. Including... We got something We got something to do here. we got something to do here. We do? haven't had one of these in a long time. We do get questions of the day, but it's been a while since we got a comment of the day. Do we have a comment of the day? Go ahead. Play it. Okay. Comment of the day. Looks like it's coming in off of our Sunday GCN uh, radio uh, syndication show. Toxic heavy metals are not just in our physical environment. Somehow the heavy metal bumper music is allowed on Genesis Communications Network, (laughs) historically religious radio affiliation. And on the Sabbath of all days, my goodness, sir, this is someone named Justin was not happy about the bumper music on our radio show on Sundays. Heavy metal bumper music on. Do you think this was a you know joke what? or is this guy serious? I think it's a fake name. I don't think this is this is Justin. No? no. Why do you say that? Oh, it's the church lady. I think it's course. the church lady. Yeah. The church lady wrote in. Yeah. How dare you play that music on a Sunday? By the way, not everybody agrees Sunday's the Sabbath day. <laughs> Going back to the Hebrew scriptures, it was always Saturday. 
So, look, I'm not criticizing those of you who think Sunday is the Sabbath day. I'm just not. I'm not going to go there. It's just not worth Why would I do that? Whatever day. Take a day. And that's fine. But the point is this guy was upset, perhaps, whoever this was, that there were. And I, you know, here's, here's the he's thing. never Here, listened to our show on radio. But, but look, I mean, it's, yeah, okay, it's, it's hard rock instrumental music. Mm-hmm. There's no lyrics or anything. Um, I mean, is that like evil or yeah. satanic or I, some Tipper Gore would probably agree with you. Yeah. Um, that, that perhaps, but I don't know. I don't, I think it's kind of harmless, but well, the thing is, what would be I'll, better? What should, what should we use as bumper music for the show on Sunday? Like organ music or we're not, we're not changing it. Super flutes D, or you, we, harps we do a, or what do we say? <laughs> we do enough Mickey friendly music for my mom right on this show, five days a week, the, the Monday through Friday show. So to have one day a week where we can do some rock music on the bumpers, how many years have we been playing rock music on the bumpers on the radio? You ever, ever heard of a Christian rock over? band? It's, it is a thing. No, but I'm you saying know? ever since I mean, you took over, Super Don, it transitioned from Neil Diamond music to rock music. Pretty I've much, been, yeah. I, Kansas. So right. it must be the, the a new listener that just doesn't like rock music on Sundays. All right. Wow. Well. Ah, what are we going to do? I don't think we can please that person just You know, I, I could switch it up. I, does it really matter? Probably not. Yeah. You know, I mean, should I do something a little more Sunday friendly for the Sunday show? I don't know. We have a question of the day. I might want to hold off until second hour with Jason Dean. Okay. Dr. Dean, if you don't mind. And we can wrap up with kind of a thankful Thursday on a Monday. I think we missed the thankful Thursday last Thursday anyway. So we did. That would be appropriate. I'm a wascally wabbit if I ever was one. So let's talk about this thing to be grateful for where is it i'm trying to find it here here it is if you're searching for meaning try appreciating the small things if you're searching for meaning in life what about the little things now super don and i when we grew up we remember a saying that you know if we were in a, in a in a bit of a bind or a tizzy or whatever was going on they'd say don't sweat the small stuff that's right and by the way it's all small stuff <laughs> do you remember that too you know what it may not seem small in the moment yeah. but you look back and you go, all right, was it as big yeah, as I thought? It, this is true. How do we determine it? So it says, appreciating the intrinsic beauty in life's everyday moments can contribute to more meaningful existence, according to new research. Now, this explains gardening, I think, Super D. You get out there, and the small stuff that grows bigger is amazing, isn't it? You look at it, you're like, oh, I hardly did a thing. I prepped a little bit, but look at it go. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of, you know, an experience that I had years ago. Mm-hmm uh was i was i was i was on the coast of uh oregon there for Mm -hmm. for a bit yeah and um it's amazing when you take a minute and you kind of just look at just your your regular normal old strand in fact you don't have to be anywhere on the on the coast it was it was very beautiful but um oh you know we're about to run out of time and i was going to go on a diatribe so yeah Stop and smell the roses, right? Yeah. Check it out. The newsletter. Did I say that right? The newsletter. You can get. Newsletter. Yes, it is a newsletter. Texting RSB to 22828. We're about to be joined at the top of the hour by our friends at Brideon.tv. And I've got to do a one-minute preview just so you know. It's different on Mondays because they have a a bit of a a clock we, we try to follow for them as well. And then you can watch us on your Roku units if you're not used to doing that. That one hour a day that we're on with the. With Brighton. So here we go. Uh, three, two, one, go.
Hey, welcome everybody. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. This is our second hour of our Monday broadcast adventure that we do, well, five, six days a week, yes. And one of those days, the second hour of the show, which is right now, we are joined by you all on Brideon.tv. Shout out to the Health Ranger, Mike Adams, for setting this up and the whole crew helping us make this possible. Uh, this hour, we're going to be talking with my good buddy, Dr. Jason Dean. He's probably been banned on more platforms than I can forget. Uh, yeah, because he just he speaks out. He tells it like it is, and we love him and appreciate him for that. So we'll talk about the military medical industrial complex and how the medical one's more dangerous. Yeah, that'll be something. Also, the emergency that doesn't end. We've got a question of the day about a bloodborne illness that I'll have Dr. Dean uh, chime in on as well. And uh, who knows what else we can do, but I would urge you to sign up for our newsletter by texting my initials, RSB, to 22828. Send RSB to 22828, and we'll get this party started right now because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it here. Uh, RobertScottBell.com. Sign up for email alerts or, as Super Dunk calls it, the newsletter uh, there, or just send 22828. Uh, That's the number. You do RSB, send it to 22828. Uh, we've got updates every day. There are poll questions uh, every day that Super Don puts out. Rather interesting. Some are, are very lighthearted and silly, some of them are more serious. And uh, let's, we want to know. What you think? And I was asking in hour one. This is the unofficial poll question of the day. You can chime in at our, our uh, chat room uh, we have at robertscabell.com/slash/listen or listen line. You can see uh, that the Biden administration just extended the so-called COVID nineteen emergency another three months. The question is, when will it end? H- how is it possible this is still an emergency? We know it's absolute garbage. So the question is, when will it end? I, I posited some options. I'm not going to repeat them here. It, it happened in hour one. But if you'd like to let us know, uh, just chime on in. We also have a toll-free number you can call, 866-939-BELL. Leave a message, 866-939-2355. And briefly, uh, we just introduced this uh, uh, nano-sized, it's kind of a colloidal zeolite, completely cleaned up. None of the heavy metals present in it that a lot of the zeolites had. That's why we never talked about zeolite other than to acknowledge what it could do. Uh, This advanced daily uh, cellular detox, you can get this for five bucks, free shipping. One week only. Today is the uh, 18th until the uh, 24th. That's a seven day. I think we, we figured that out. Seven days. Sunday night, the, uh, I believe the 24th or so, 25th, that'll expire. So take advantage of that. Five bucks free shipping included to try this. Uh, you do four sprays three times a day. Help start detoxing those metals. Simple as that. Now, diving into the subject matter and uh, one of the guys who brings it every time he opens up the microphone, I don't know where he's not banned. He's awesome. My good buddy, back in the Florida days, Dr. Jason Dean. Dr. Dean, Jace, so good to see you, my friend. How you been? Love to you and the whole family. You as well, buddy. I, I'm, I'm so bummed you're, I know you're in a lovely, wonderful place now, but I wish you were still in Florida with me. <laughs> well, I know I've got at least one trip back to the Orlando area, like early November, like the 7th, 8th, and 9th. It's a, a Dr. Terry and Stu Warner are putting on a wellness parenting revolution for chiropractic focus only, but I think it's open for wider than that. So I'll be there at least for that uh, weekend and hopefully it can connect. I don't know what you're going to be doing at that point, but yeah, I do miss you. And we've had some great times over the years. 
We we absolutely have you. It's it's so funny. So I've been banned everywhere, but I will say this: that Robert Scott Bell is the reason is one of the many reasons why I'm even on to begin with. Because you know, it's actually funny. I'll bring up an old name. Do you do you remember the name Bill Cooper? Of course, William Cooper. Behold so, a pale horse. So Bill Cooper, I remember listening to him. So I mean, I still listen to him a lot long ago from his you know ham radio out of his out of his house in the middle of the desert. And he said, the only way you're going to take America back is if more people do what I'm doing or he's doing at the time, which is, you know, the sound waves that the, the frequencies have to go out telling people, waking people up to what is happening in America because it was happening back then, too. Mm -hmm. And I look at the new media now and it's, you know, I, I started off with I started off with just a podcast. And then, you know, it's kind of like our nation you know, summoned us. And mm -hmm. so, uh, but I have to give credit. Robert Scott Bell is one of the guys who, you know, gave me uh, some of the empowerment to get on here and do what I do every day and then get banned just like him. <laughs> yeah. Jace, you're so kind. Um, I, I look, you are very outspoken in which we need to be at the same time. We also acknowledge that there are risks to speaking out as, as you, we've seen the medical doctors, the physicians trained allopathically are learning what we've been dealing with for decades and they now are finally figuring it out because they suddenly woke up to the reality that their system of quote-unquote medicine is not necessarily healing uh, it's management at best but it's very problematic when it comes to like covid jabs or now many of these physicians including i had on dr simone gold last week as well are looking back at the entire vaccination campaigns and paradigm before covid going even mccullough says i will never do that again I'm never going to vaccinate again. My child, it's done. I'm over it. So, so they finally, even though their training has blinded them to it, much of their careers, the harshness of what they've witnessed, those with integrity are indeed waking up and speaking out. I, I still tell everybody, um, as much as I've despised, oops, did I get booted? No, you're good. Okay. As much as I, as much as I despise the, what's, what's occurred the last two years, there has been such a silver lining of what has gone on the last two years. I could have never comprehended it. You know, I, I like to bounce this off you because I, you know, not everybody knows out, knows out there that you and I, you know, can just sometimes chat and have great conversation what's happening. But who would have ever guessed that before two years ago, we were speaking and yelling from a rooftop about vaccines, autism, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. Wakefield, uh, you know, the Judy Mike Fitz of the world. We, we, we've speaking on this for decades. I mean, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. I am not the first one. I, I, I tell everybody I'm not the first one that came up with this. I'm just taking the baton for them because they were amazing at what they did. But I, I, I'll be honest with you. I never expected this to happen as fast as it did in the last two years to not only where people are not only waking up to vaccines and not just COVID, but the, va the vaccine schedule, 74 plus vaccines. I mean, mm -hmm. your audience I know knows it, but the more people are waking up to that. And now the waking up to, you know, I, I saw Dr. Simone Gold um, two weekends ago uh, at the Reawaken America tour and, and it, it's a firestorm for her. And then I listened to her a little bit on the show yesterday, the encore and I am so thankful, but honestly, it's amazing that we're at this time period where they now are saying, oh my gosh, we didn't even fully know the system was this bad. And I, I was listening to the first hour with you guys and said, you know, what needs to happen for this whole thing to, to come to stop the, this emergency authorization thing, which is mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. Yes. 
it, it needs to be a crash. That's what we, the empire, I, yeah. as much as I don't love it, right. the American empire has to fall for us to build a new republic. And that's not an anti-American sentiment. You know, you look at the flag behind you and, and me, the, going back to 1776, we're very patriotic in terms of the principles upon which this nation were founded and want to see that love of liberty restored and, 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 and percolate throughout the country again. But the point is the regime, as we would call it now, it's not a de jure United States. It's a de facto it's been taken over. And, you know, if they can, can continue to declare emergencies without end and, and not even nobody in Congress or is actually positing, a, 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 you know, let's say legislation to stop the executive branch from doing this. It's like, how do you say we have a representative government at all? Is everybody on board with these emergencies continuing? I don't think so. So to come to that conclusion, it's not my pl pleasant conclusion as well, but you're right. As long as the illusion persists, people just kind of go along with it. And, and here's how you really know the, the Republic fell. I mean, we can talk about 1871. We can talk about so many things of how America is no longer America. Here's, here was the final step for me, and it wasn't even healthcare related, even though it, it is healthcare because the 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 rain the rainbow uh, cult out there wants you to think this way is when Roe versus Wade fell. But before Roe versus Wade fell, and I actually spoke to an attorney uh, last weekend about this. The 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 night that the Roe versus Wade uh, decision was leaked out to the public, mm -hmm. and the next morning I woke up kind of in a you know like oh my gosh I went it's over and my wife said what do you mean it's over I said it's over because the fact that the Supreme Court has leaked a decision means that you no longer have any integrity left at any level of government. Now we are a big government gone wild, but the fact that the Supreme court no longer is safe, nothing is safe. Hmm. They they've infiltrated every single aspect of the government, whether it's legislative, executive, anything, right? It's all been infiltrated. The entire Congress, as far as I'm concerned, has to fall. The American Republic must be, in a way destroyed for us to rebuild. And how do we rebuild the States? That's mm -hmm. how it was designed. That's how it was designed. I, yeah. I truly believe as much as a, you know, I I'm a Trump supporter. I, I believe part of this genius, I hope, mm -hmm. because obviously I, I have trouble getting around the vaccine aspect too, which is not a vaccine yeah. is just the shedding light on how insanely corrupt this is. And, and, you know, we don't need the mass psychosis sheep to come along with us at this point, because it, like we have enough, we have enough people yeah. awake, but the light has been shown. I, I mean, when you have Candace Owens out there yeah. telling about the vaccine schedule and how dangerous it is, and the fact that she won't vaccine or vaccinate her kids, we now have the Patriots, which at the end of the day, you know, you the liberals might be in the blue cities, but guess what? We are still a libertarian, constitutional, conservative country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to your point earlier about the uh, transition of the physician community to finally wake up and look at the horrific history of much of what they've done, particularly the, the vaccine issue. Uh, anything I've said or others, even some of those giants we stand on, we talk about this still had a minimal impact, even though measurable. Every individual is not minimal. I don't mean it that way, but in terms of larger numbers. And yet the acceleration of the overplaying of the COVID desperation emergency has brought so many people into this that we could have never done on our own. And Correct. so you're right. I'm looking around going, that happened fast. 
I mean, it, it, two, two years is incredibly fast. I mean, I, yeah. I, and I don't, I'm sure you have viewers. I have viewers who are like, this needs to be over tomorrow. And I go, yeah. you have to realize we've been working on this I, I, my, yourself 20 plus years, myself upwards of 20 years now. Um, we've been working on this so long that it's going to take time, but we need this to play out. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, hot summer th this winter I, I know what biden meant by by the, the winter of death he didn't mean last winter this winter is not going to be pretty and i think that's the final call on i really think pharma has to be taken to task at this point and i think the only way is i mean i just saw doctor i think it's dr martin joseph uh, dr mercola hmm. published it but i think dr martin had the information uh, the headline is 100 million die from COVID vax by 2028. We're going to have we're going to have a mess this fall and this winter. Yeah, but the, the predictions, of course, by Biden last winter was about the people who didn't get the jab, basically. <laughs> and it's, the, you know, the opposite is true. Of course, those are the most vulnerable, even though I would argue that just being around those folks has shown manifestation of symptoms in people that didn't get the jab, though typically not as severe, but still real. Uh, and and then we go into controversies of germ theory versus terrain. Also, the uh, bioenergetic aspects of healing that you as a chiropractor know, because it's more of a vitalistic view of the body as opposed to just a physical view, even though you adjust physically. Um, the reality is we, we've got to find a way to communicate it. And yet I don't want to be part of that. These two parties will never meet, even though they have semblances of, of uh, you know, aspects of the truth in their understanding of it. The language is not adequate to, to bring them together, the terrain people, the germ people. Uh, and, and yet it's sort of like the vegetarians and the paleo people. And when Liam Sheff, our buddy who you knew as well, was alive, and we're like, oh, my gosh, the vitriol and hatred between the types of diets out there is just insane. How, how are we going to be played and divided? Well, this fear of germs is still playing us out and keeping us divided. Uh, although a lot more people are coming on board with a vitalistic view, uh, not fully of course, but certainly the trend is in the right direction. No, hundred percent. It's, it's, it's so funny. If I post a picture of a steak, the vegans and vegetarians come flying and I go, Whoa, 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 Whoa. whoa. Hey, you can eat whatever you want as long as you do it not genetically modified organic and keep it clean that, that that's the bit we don't want bill gates in your food system and food supply right. um it made me think of something you said that though because you know I, I was in tampa by the way if i have a little cough uh two weekends ago i was in a moldy hotel room which my wife mm -hmm. wasn't with me she said my wife picks that stuff out like it's like a, an into it and i didn't pick it out and so mm -hmm. i'm 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 finishing off the uh parts of that but I was in Tampa at a Clay Clark event and something happened, um, Robert, that I don't think I ever told you. And like this, this, this made me feel so good about our direction in America, even though we're gonna have to fight through several years of building this thing back up. Mm -hmm. And I saw Dr. Wakefield and, and Dr. Mikevitz at a booth mm -hmm. and this was outside summer heat, just intense. And they're just hanging out near each other. Right. And it's pretty much quiet because guess what? Nobody in the Patriot community really knew them. Because they were only in our community. There was an echo chamber yeah. of just us, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe uh, Dr. Mikevitz, I think, went up on stage and did her talk and spoke about some stuff. And what she, what she speaks so greatly on. She came down and they had like an intermission. The place flooded her booth to meet Dr. Judy and Dr. Wakefield for the first mm -hmm. time. And I was like, and it was that moment of, 
you know, the soul leaves the body. And I saw that I was there for that moment to go, Oh mm. my gosh, yeah. as much as I can't stand what's happening right now, yeah. This is our moment, Robert. This is our moment. This is why yeah. the new media is here. This is why I, you know, there was so many times I was like, you know what? I don't really need to do the podcast. I'm pretty busy. Got things to do. But then I get, I get that little voice, that little calling, that God right. voice in the back of my head. My grandfather, my grandparents who passed on. And, yeah. and it just says, you got to keep going yeah. because this is the transition. This, this, us with the Simone Golds of the world, you know, Dr. McCullough's of the world we're going to take this forward and we're going to fix this country and we're going to fix healthcare. Yeah. But clearly we have to, we have to ward off the disinformation and super Don, you heard Jason Dean pretending that it was mold. It's really COVID and he needs to get a PCR or a phony (laughs) rapid antigen test to prove that COVID is spreading. Right. He's just trying to make this, you know what I'm saying? This is the absurdity of it. You're exposed to mold and it's like, it's COVID. Everything is, you know, that's the response. If you cough, if you sneeze today, the programming is out there. And if they just say COVID is still spreading, most people, innocently enough, they're not part of the agenda, will go, oh, COVID is still spreading. There's still enough folks out there believing what they're told in the news or via a president or what or a Fauci who claims to retire but not retire at the same time. So we still have to recognize that there's still education and teaching that has to happen along this way. It's not only education and teaching. I always talk about we have to uneducate them because the program. You had to deprogram. There's, I had to de. I still, I still deprogram on a regular basis. I, I go in. I, I have my, my for my Robert Scott Bell listening days. I go over. I have my, my Antoine Bichat books on the, on the, on the, the library. Terrain. I got to go yeah. pull them down, read a little bit more. This terrain theory, the, the versus this germ theory. You know, it's constantly pulling back the layers of that, that program. I was just watching a uh, video by Bill Deagle, Doctor Bill Deagle, and um, old video. And he talks about electronic medical records. And he talks about years ago how they're going to get everybody into DNA and mRNA changing vaccinations to reprogram their minds to implant memories and chips into their body. And and I'm watching this going, and this has to be, it looks about the 80s when it was recorded. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was all there. And and, uh, using electronic and cloud methods to report back and forth to government who has been chipped, who has not been chipped. And I go, this is literally the World Economic Forum this is cloud. This is what they're talking about. And they use COVID brilliantly to the masses to pull this all in. And we, so we have to, luckily they're waking up the Klaus. We have to, we have to unschool them on all of that and then go, Hey, did you know that, you know, 80% of illness is psychosomatic, meaning you have negative thoughts and your spiritual life is a mess and we got to unplug you from some things. You got you to unplug yourself from MSNBC and, and CNN if those things last. Mm-hmm. And we have to unplug them from that whole thing just to re-educate them. And hey, Robert, you better get, you better get ready because you're going to be working. You think you're working hard now. You got like double, triple from now. You know, <laughs> you it's, like it's, not, it's not retirement time yet. But, <laughs> no, um, it's not. The idea of retiring is, is kind of, I don't understand that concept because if you, if you do what you love, you love what you do. Why would you ever stop other than, Hey, it's time to go and, you know, go back, you know, meet your maker at that point. But uh, the idea here of course, is to find your passion, your mission in life. And, you know, if someone were to say, you know, it's over everybody, we got through it. We can all see through it. 
I might end up hanging out in the garden more than I do right now, which is like, I always want to be out there during the season. I, I can't go year round like I used to, although we do have two greenhouses now. So we got some, some things we can do, but finding the joy in those little things in the midst of it. And I've said this also, Jason, and I'm sure you appreciate this, that even in the midst of all that we see that has gone wrong and has gone wrong for a long time to lead us to this moment, we still have to find those moments of joy in life. We can't say, well, I'll, I'm going to hold off all the joy until all of this is solved. Therefore, you live a life of complete, I've only, you know, and never get to enjoy those moments, those wonderful moments that occur all of the time, even in the midst of these disasters. Even with all this work, I mean, even with everything that we're doing and you putting that, your podcast out, me putting my stuff out and trying to push as much information out there, I have to sometimes, you know, while I'm in this studio, go, you know what? I got to go back out there because I have a wife, I have a daughter who not only need attention, because of course they need attention. I need to, I need, I need, you know, it needs to be that nuclear family assemblance again, because that's what they destroy. They destroy the nuclear family. But then at the same time, if you're going to wake everyone up to what's happening, you're going to, to destroy the empire and we're going to build our Republic back again, the way you're always going to be fighting, the fight doesn't end because as our founder said, you, you got to keep it. You have a Republic if you can keep it, the famous words of Benjamin Franklin, right? How do you keep it? You have to educate your kids on how to understand what a republic is, why we have it, why you have to follow what's going on in your local politics. The fight doesn't end, but we don't have to fight hard all the time. We can actually go, we can just educate and say, hey, let's go for a walk. Let's talk about stuff. Let's go see some monuments. Let, you know, let's, go, let's go on a vacation and go around and see the Mount Rushmore's of the world and the different national parks. And let's educate mm -hmm. so that, you know, hey, I'm not here forever, but then you're going to have your kids and you're going to have your, your grandkids. And we don't want this country taken down again. So mm -hmm. you need to understand what this is. And really, it's kind of, it's not necessarily a balance. It's a harmonization of rebuilding the family. We put, we put more gardens in our backyard this year. We're getting chickens, you know, like I still love to travel. I still love to go do stuff, but you know, teaching our kid to, you know, homestead, how mm -hmm. to, how to, be, you don't want to have to be, you know, in survival mode all the time, but just how to actually build skills. Cause America mm -hmm. was built on the tradesman. It's as simple yeah. as that. Well, we've got other education events coming up. I mentioned uh, my good friend, Jamie Dorley from Nutritional Frontiers. He's hosting me as well as Judy Mikovits and uh, Dr. Tracy Strout, Len Brankwitz as well. And on a, you know, really an education forum, a, a one day event in Pittsburgh, although they allow for streaming uh, purchase as well. And these are the things that we'll continue to do. Now, some of it may involve politics and law, but a lot of it is the practical and pragmatic things that have been lost to modern medicine is to actually how to work with pathways and promote their healing and their functionality as opposed to simply suppressing or forcing biotoxic poisons. And, and also acknowledge that there are people that are transitioning out of that. How do we bridge the gap? And these are the opportunities I say I encourage you. Uh, whether Dr. Jason Dean is out there giving a lecture and education forum or we have official things through other groups, I want you to know about it. That's why the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com is good to plug into as well. And, and I'm looking forward, Jason, to seeing you if you're going to be around that weekend when I'm back in Orlando uh, in early October. Cool. Well, if I'm here, I, I think they actually reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to come down and check it out? So uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get in contact. Yeah, I don't know if you need any uh, DCC CEUs or whatever, continuing education, but I think some of their program will provide that if you need it. 
Uh, so that's a good thought. I, th- I think we have some more money to the man for my, you know, my license, yeah, you know, because that's, that's how the bureaucracy works. All right, stand by. We got to take a quick break here on Brighton.tv. It's the Robert Bell show. All right. They take a break now for about two and a half minutes so we can chat behind the scenes. We're still going out on the air on a number of places, including at our website, robertscabell.com. So Jace, good to see you, my friend. Really good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. How are you doing out there? Going great, really. Overall, been great. And the, the travel season has hit a little bit, so it's yep. it's out and back a bit. But the uh, the garden's going well. The kids are doing great. We're loving it. Uh, and as I was just commenting uh, last night, it, I think it hit triple digits yesterday. I went to 100, but it's really not brutal with the humidity and the 20 percentages. It's not 10%, but 25, 27%. And at night, it cools down enough. I'm like, this is crazy, and there's no bugs. So I'm like, nice. I like it. I don't mind. We're 110 here in humid. In humid, I know. I remember it all so well. And of course, even in October, it could be that warm. We'll see what happens when we get there uh, for that trip as well. Now, when we come back from this break and we're joined again by our friends on Brighton.tv, I had a question of the day come in from a Terry. It relates to uh, blood-borne disorders. And uh, I'll preclude the statement as we're answering it that as you as a DC, me as a homeopath, said, we're not pretending that we're medical doctors. We don't want to do that. Uh, nor would we want to because they're the third leading cause of death, but we'll talk about it from our perspective of what could be done. Uh, what could you consider as far as help in those arenas as well? Yeah. Uh, and let's see what else we got coming up as far as stories. Uh, we do have vaccines causing new mental disorders. Oh, that's a fan. I read that one. This yeah. I did that one on my show this morning. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, you're warmed up. We can cover that. And uh, I got a story about selenium later in the show as we wrap up later. And let's see. Yeah, so that's good. I think we got some good coverage. So the question of the day will hit next. Super Don, you with me? We'll bring up the question of the day and and uh, talk about that coming back in. You know. Okay. Uh, I want to acknowledge uh, the Orange Guard as well when we come back in for our Brighton.tv audience and a couple of things, and we'll, we'll crank it up. So stand, stand by, Jace. Here we go. You got it. Well, actually, no, we got 25 seconds left. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's like a world of time in, in live world. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. But (laughs) welcome once again, everybody that's behind the scenes watching right now. But yes, this is still broadcasting for us. It's just a break (laughs) for Brideon.tv. So uh, anyway. Oh, Jace, real quick, too. I want you to let people know how to catch you on Brave TV as well when we come back. So stand by. No problem. All right. Here we go. All right. Welcome back. This is the Robert Scott Bell Show. And uh, my buddy, Dr. Jason Dean, is with me this hour. I just want to give you a heads up on some announcements, some upcoming events, things like that. Also, we were talking about gardening a little bit. Super Don, you got those pictures of the orange guard. This is a deliminin-based pesticide. Deliminin is is distilled from the orange peel or the citrus peel. It is so safe that a few weeks ago on the air, I sprayed some orange guard in my mouth and swallowed it. It tasted nasty, but it didn't kill me. (laughs) It's the safest way if you want to deal with pests. There are other ways to deal, but to not poison the world around you or kids or pets. You can use the delimiting. You can get it at your local Ace Hardware. There I am in my greenhouse with it, and it is that safe. You can dilute it even further, as we were talking with Tor McPartland, the, the, the developer of this product, many years ago, and we had him on recently on a Sunday radio broadcast. And you can go to orangeguard.com, buy it direct, or go to uh, the Ace Hardware. If you're in with, uh, Wyoming or Nevada or Utah or, or New Hampshire, you can actually probably pay in goldbacks because those are legal tender there. And many people are using goldbacks wherever they are because people are like not insane. They say, yeah, I'd rather take gold than paper. Yeah, any day. Let's do that. So that's cool as well. Shout out to our friends at Goldback. And we have links in the show notes and on the banners on the right-hand side of the page if you're on your computer at robertscottbell.com. 
mention upcoming events. We got Autism One in the desert, Mesa, Arizona, 18th through the 21st of August. Before that, August 6th, Nutritional Frontiers is hosting me and Judy Mikovits and Tracy Straup and Jamie Dorley and others, Len Brankowitz. We got a lot of, lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, Health Freedom Expo. Good Lord. Have you ever been to one of those, Jason, over the years, the Health Freedom Expo? I have not been to one of those. I always wanted to get to one. I think that were they on the West Coast for a while and I couldn't get at, out there. Always in Long Beach for many years. But yeah. uh, over the last years, they went had to go virtual one or two years. And now we're back to meeting in, in person, which is nice. October 15th, 16th. And it's outside of Chicago far enough. I feel good about going there. Tinley Park Convention Center. If you go to TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com, it's going to be an amazing weekend if you can get away mid-October. So the week after I'm in Florida with you and others, I'll be heading up to um, Chicagoland area for that event. And I'd love to see all of y'all there. we got a lot of people. It's like a big reunion and uh, coming together for that one. That's coming up. But there's upcoming events uh, tab. Now, I want to go into uh, the uh, question of the day. Super Don, do you have that? I didn't get to it last hour, so I thought it would be good for Jason and I to uh, – to hit that one right now for right now. Yeah, there it is. Question of the day. So uh, this is from Terry he says, hi, RSB. I love watching your show with Dr. Simone gold today, the broadcast on the AFL DS live stream. They, they uh, simulcasted it, which was great. She says, I've been diagnosed with uh, uh, it's a very strange name, uh, but PV excess red blood cells due to a mutated JAK2 gene. And have been taking warfarin or rat poison, Coumadin, for years, for five years, along with monthly phlebotomy. So basically draining the body of blood. Uh, my doctor says there is no cure. What say you? I know drugs are not healthy, but I have not the choice unless I can be monitored with natural foods that work as blood thinners. What would you do if you were me? God's best, Terry. Well, Terry, I thank you for uh, reaching out. And I'm glad you enjoyed the Simone Gold interview. Um Look, when they say, Jason, that, oh, it's a gene mutation and you're screwed, basically, and you can be managed with drugs only. I don't believe that for a second as a homeopath. And I'm sure that as a vitalistic view that you have in chiropractic, we're not pretending to, to be medical doctors. We wouldn't want to be. But I'm just not buying their argument here. No. I, so I have methylation. People come in all the time talking about methylation and I, we get rid of heavy metals get rid of some pathogens in the, uh, in the body. And mm -hmm. it's amazing how those cycles come back on. So everyone, so I, I don't, I don't buy into those. It's interesting. You, you did this and I had to, I remembered the PV, but I couldn't remember what it was actually called. So I had to go look it up real quick. And then I remember, uh, <laughs> polycythemia vera. Nice. The, the first thing that he said, the first thing, you know, the first thing I went after was parasites and par parasite um, bacteria byproducts. So like the mycoplasmas, the babesias, the Bartonella's, et cetera, because I've, I've heard of that before. We've had it before and gotten people well, mm -hmm. but what's happening and, and this actually goes to, so I can bring up Lyme, for example, Lyme's a perfect example of it, right? Is mm -hmm. it used to be Plum Island used to be up in the, uh, the Connecticut area, obviously. And then it starts spreading far, far West. So, I mean, Wisconsin's loaded with it. Uh, we have California loaded with it because glyphosate has brought everything down. Like glyphosate is bringing down the immune system of, of planet mm -hmm. Earth in America. Yeah. And so when I go to, when I think of that, anything bloodborne, the first mm -hmm. thing I think of and I go back to is, you know, what was this person bit by? It doesn't mean that they, you know, have a tick bite. It just means they probably got bit. We have GMO mosquitoes flying around all over the place. These things are carrying so much bacteria, parasites, exosomes, et cetera. Mm. I would look in that realm. I mean, you can get testing on that stuff, but I would just start actually getting the toxic load out of the blood. That mm. would be my first thing. 
Well, yeah, and we talk about the bloodborne um, manifestations associated with COVID even. How yep. many things like oxygenation or coagulation issues? And as a homeopath, I've mentioned this over, over time, they match up very well with many of the snake venom remedies in homeopathy because they impact the blood. Now, whether uh, people believe Brian Artisan perspective on, on, on the synthetic peptides or not, the good news for homeopathy is it doesn't matter the cause per se. It matches symptomatically speaking. Now, this person could say, I have to be on blood thinners for life. That's what they've told me because I have a gene mutation, which never corrects. What about the concept of epigenetics gene uh, manifestation, if you will, changes depending on the environment it's in. The body adapts as well. So if you remove, as you point out, the offending elements, whether it be toxic heavy metals or other things that are going around, glyphosate is a big one that also damages the gut permeability issue and microbiome, which impacts immunity, which impacts endocrine, which impacts nervous system, all of that. We begin to correct that by removing things from the body, the offending elements that are not needed. Then we begin to give the body that which it needs. I've been talking a lot about copper made even worse as a deficiency because we've been told zinc, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin C, and and then nobody pays attention. That wipes out your copper. And the question is, is I I raised, I asked this question the other day. I did uh, an event uh, for defending Utah and I asked the audience, I said, how many of you eat liver once a week at least? zero hands raised up. Usually I'll have one person in audience, but they're all like, Ooh, no, no. And that was a a huge source of copper, for instance, among many other minerals. And I said, look, I'm not trying to offend vegetarians. I'm just saying that the copper stores that we once had are not there. Even copper rich foods, whether they be vegetarian sourced or animal source are, are depleted as well. And we then further deplete by doing certain things, whether it be toxic metals or whether it even be supplements. And we don't think about that, that manifest as blood diagnosed diseases so this person terry's asking a great question and yet i'm not saying stop everything you're doing because it's instantly what we say is right it's a matter of you now have to assess the things your doctor has not been trained to look at what could create that scenario that they say you're locked into because of a genetic defect of some kind and and the other thing i would add to that too is not you know now that we're we're in this two-year transition of you know let's get natural health back as a portal of healthcare, uh, as a portal of entry um, is in the medical doctors will say the same thing is everything becomes a label. Mm. Everything becomes a diagnosis or label, label, labeled. And, yeah. and as I looked at that comment, the first thing I, I saw was, you know, I have such and such. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an epigenetic aspect and there's a spiritual aspect to this. The first thing I want people to do is I want them to realize you don't have anything. Now I know you have a, you, there's a legitimate problem in your body. That's, that's your body's malfunctioning. The physiology, the normal physiology is not working properly. I totally get that. However, you had to go into a medical office, into a, you know, into a doctor where they gave you a specific label. All they're getting that label from is a little binder that they have where they went to a seminar and whether they voted on it or they came up with objective tests, they came up with that label. It's no different than cancer. It's no different than diabetes, no difference than anything else out there. And they're coming up with new labels every single day. We'll probably talk about the other one, which is new onset psychosis. That's a whole new label or sad, sudden adult death syndrome. They're making these things up to cover the tracks for what they've already polluted in America. So you're going to fix the physical problem of it. That is fine. And we want to fix the physical problem of it. However, there is the removing of that label of, you know, stop saying I have something like, let's talk about, I have healing. My body is a self healing organism. I can control everything that I take into my mouth. I can control what Mm -hmm. I'm drinking. I can control what I'm thinking. And if you can't control what you're thinking, you need to start working on controlling what you're thinking. But Mm -hmm. I really, as we move into this 
new realm of healthcare, which we will, we need to start consciously thinking mm -hmm. about what we have versus what we don't have. Think mm -hmm. abundance, think family, think love, et cetera, and start walking away from these labels and diagnosis. Yeah, I was uh, responding to somebody the other day who was, should I be panicked or, or worried about and fill in the blank? And I said, God's love finds no room for that. When you are filled with that, you recognize, sure, there are realities that are not great down here that we could go, oh, I don't like that. I'd like to change that. But at the same time, in that moment, you talk about abundance, the thinking, the thoughts as well. They also co-create the reality we, we, we live in. And for, uh, you know, if we ask, how did we get here? Well, I think we've been co-creating fear-based realities for a long time. Again, played out most excessively and overtly with our fear of germs, which we have to get beyond as well, or else they'll continue to come with monkeypox and Marburg and Ebola and we'll fall for it. So that's another big part of this. Uh, and uh, the correction again, it, you, you mentioned the label. This is an identification of a series of symptoms that have manifested in your body. That's a description of what they're saying is happening to you without even acknowledging a cause of why other than to say, well, the cause is your genes have gone wrong. Yet that's not even the cause. That's a description of something that they say they can measure. There's something crazy with your genes. Not how did it happen? Why did it happen? Or let's correct it because we know that it happened. It's more or less you're stuck here forever. And so this Terry is asking the question. My doctor says I'm stuck here forever. And this is the victim state of consciousness that I grew up with allopathically and medically. I'm a victim of my genes. Ultimately, the doctors didn't know why I was sick. They, they say, here, keep taking the drugs, keep taking the shots. If we do more surgery, whatever. but maybe you'll grow out of it. It's like, what is that? That's second year med school, third year med school. That's why I've never been impressed with a medical degree. <laughs> Come back to that. I'm, I'm like, I'm not impressed. Either. And I get, you know, some nervous laughter sometimes, but even doctors like McCullough, We've been cheerleading me on since we met and been on the show and been at some events together. He's like, Robert, tell him more about that. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm here to do. And he's like, again, it's an acknowledgement too of our training did not bring any of this into consideration. And that's where they are now. That acceleration of even they are now humbled despite their, you know, MD status, if you will. And that's the point of the general public needs to stop worshiping authoritarianism or authority whether it be medical, government, or otherwise. And that's, again, another vulnerability we have as we look always to experts. They're like, stop it. You've got to become your own expert. And guess where that is? Learning from your own cells. Innate yeah, intelligence, would, chiropractors call it. I, I was actually just, yesterday it was. I think there was, a, and I'm gonna, I, I can only paraphrase this. I can, I'll butcher it. Mm -hmm. uh, Marianne Williamson quote, where she says, basically what, really, what people are really fearing is the power that you have in your, your, un, your abundance of power that you've been taught you don't have. And so we've all, we've all to a certain, to a certain extent, right? Some more, some less. We've been pushed down by this programming, this suppression, this oppression. Hmm. And then you believe you're supposed to believe in authority. You're supposed to believe in authority when they tell you what to do. And it's, it's so funny. I did a show a long time ago on, you know, I wanted to know what was underground in the Vatican. Right. And I said, you know, there's probably some crazy stuff down there, but the problem is you've been taught to follow a leader. Follow this. I think there's even games, follow the leader follow when the you're leader, growing yeah. up, right? Follow the leader, right? right? Instead. So your doctor is the authority that you're supposed to follow. Your, mm -hmm. your priest is the authority you're supposed to follow. And I'm not saying there's not good ones out there, Yeah. but when are we going to reconnect ourselves back to source, back, yeah. back to creator? And you have that discussion with your creator, you know, even with that, with that woman who's talking about, 
that quote unquote disease process. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start by saying, why don't we start by going into some silence, some prayer meditation? And why don't you start asking your creator, you know, what, what it might be or what you could do or point me in the right direction. Instead of going into that sterile office where Purell is on, you know, you gotta wear the Purell or put the Purell on your hands, no. which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. Instead of going in there first, why don't you get in communication with the thing that created you, mm-hmm. the source, and then start healing that way, you know, cause that now you got the psychosomatic starting to be figured out. Then we'll handle the physical. And I think so many people will be abundantly um, just so surprised. Mm-hmm. The answers they will, I, I always tell people, and, and I say this not disrespectful. Somebody one time said that's disrespectful. I said, sometimes mm-hmm. we need to sit down and shut up and just let God tell us what to do. Listen. Not, yeah. not that he's not to say God's going to handle it all, but yeah. listen to what he tells you to do and what yeah. path to take. Well, how, how often Jason is prayer taught to be tell God what to do. My, I'm, I'm telling in my prayer. I'm going to tell God what to do. I was like, how about sitting back to listen and say, God, what should I be doing right now? And I'm not saying, as you point out, engaging in your own co-creation, but the guidance that has been coming from experts has been far from adequate except to enslave us further, weaken us and make us sicker. So the idea of looking to experts all the time, I want to say the proverbial makes me sick. I don't like that terminology, but you know what I mean? That has made us sick relying on experts. I don't even want people to look at me as an expert, even though we know they do, they look at you as an expert in certain ways. But the point is we're trying to enliven that direct connection to expertise that we all have access to. If we, as you point out, sit back, maybe contemplate prayer, meditate, listen to the guidance, even from ourselves when a symptom arises that it's not to be shut down with a toxic poison, but it's like, Oh, why is that happening? Oh, I did this. And that related to that. I saw, Oh yeah. And it's teaching us all of the time. Yet we, I, I, I didn't grow up that way. That was not what was taught to me. I didn't learn the language of my own body. It was like, here's it speaking up again. Tell it to shut up. Here's a drug. And so breaking through that allopathic domination of the globe or the Western world, even to go into schooling like you did to become a doctor of chiropractic, that vitalistic view of the body is still not, let's say, the mainstay of belief system in our culture. We have a ways to go to get there because that changes the, 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 the power structure everywhere from an external power structure to one that's internally connected. And that's how we win. I mean, I, hey, even the chiropractic schools, I, I was just told the other day, one of the schools, 98% pretty much vaccinated. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole yeah. system has yeah. been corrupted. And, and I, I, I say this, I, I tell everyone this, and even when I speak at seminars, you know, that the rest of my life, and, and I hope it's a plentiful one of, you know, 40, 50 plus years, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Robert thinks the same way is it's an education process. The rest of I, this, is, no matter what happens, whether something really goes bad in the next couple months or next year, or something really goes amazing. And, and I, and I push towards the amazing because I feel like there's some really good things happening. Mm-hmm. I, I realize the rest of my life is dedicated here to the uneducation, the un MK ultra programming, and then the building up of Americans, because then I got to hand it over to my kids, mm-hmm. your kids, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the long play is man. I, and I am so, by the way, blessed and honored to be one of the ones quote unquote, I guess, chosen mm-hmm. or picked, you know, by a higher power along with amazing people like Robert and others 
to be here doing that education because man, we get to help build up a brand new world mm-hmm. in, a, in a brand new Republic with, with ethics mm-hmm. and, and actual doctors and practitioners who want healthy people. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a co-creation scenario. I, I like it. I like that concept of you were chosen and you also chose to be chosen. Right. Right. There's a, there's a, an element of people think they're victimized by somebody chose me. And I don't hear that from you. That's not what I'm saying. It's hearing at all. It's sort of like you choose and you're chosen. It's a, if you meet there and you go, all right, now let's take that mission on and let's go with all the integrity we have. And, and we learn along the way. It's not that we're perfect. We screw up along the way, do things. And, you know, I try to communicate honestly about where I didn't do so well and how I got to this point. So people understand the process, at least in my experience. And many people find, oh yeah, I, I had that too. I went through that too. And we, should be willing could be willing to share the times where we we sucked at it <laughs> we weren't all that good at it to get to this point where they they can t- can look at you jason or look at me and go oh they've always been able to do what they're doing. that's so amazing like no oh it took us years many years some would still argue working like on them. it exactly it's still working on it and that's the point of we're not looking for followers <laughs> we're looking to help develop you know each and every one of us as a leader not to lead others you know, I like that. Remember that follow the leader. You said we we had games that were so politically incorrect. We can't even <laughs> say them on the air anymore. And, and it was like, oh, my gosh, how did we do that? We survived. Right. We, did. we didn't wear helmets either, much less seatbelts sometimes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I I told I, I told God one time what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And this was back when I first became a practitioner mm-hmm. and I and I understood the autism problem. And I said and I basically, you know, just to myself, I said, God, you need to fix this. Mm. And I didn't hear anything back. And then probably two months ago, yeah. I was standing in an event with General Flynn and others, uh, a kind of a private event of people in this media world and everything. And one of the uh, security guys was there and I just happened to be standing next to him and talking to him. And we were getting some keto coffee. And I, he said, and the guy was serving us keto coffee. And the guy said, yeah, my daughter's on this stuff because she's autistic. And then the guy serving the keto coffee also had an autistic child. And so I just started talking to them about heavy metals and the schedule and everything else. And a good 15-minute conversation, they asked for some information, traded back and forth, educated them more, et cetera. And I walked away and I had that moment of like, oh, I just like that, like, hold that really light moment. Mm -hmm. And then the voice came. That question was answered. And that question, the answer that came in my head said, I fixed it for you. There you go. It requires you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we are, Robert. Yeah. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. By the way, uh, at bravetv.com, you can see Dr. Jason Dean's uh, got a, a podcast show online as well. And there's video, there's audios. This uh, latest article we do have linked up today. Uh, it relates to vaccines now being linked to new mental disorders, according to a study. I, I know you covered it today already. Just warm it up. Give me a short version because I also want to cover the selenium topic before we wrap today. Yeah. So shockingly enough, Robert, I can't figure out why I'm, I'm constantly stunned every single day, mm-hmm. but uh, basically every single one of the vaccines, every company, all every AstraZeneca, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, you name it, uh, Pfizer, Merck, all, all the, all the names, you know, mm-hmm. um, they had cases where they actually went through 51 year old. I think they had a 36 year old, 31 year old, actually. Um, they had their first vaccine. And then afterwards, Bizarre, inscrutable behavior, anxious, vigilant, pompous, hallucinations. One person was actually talking to an EEG machine in his room because he thought it was an actual person. He was hallucinating. Uh, Confused, time and place, couldn't tell where he was. 
unable to write anything meaningful, auditory hallucinations, behavior changes, stopped eating, drinking, and communicating at all. And as they got more vaccines, it mm -hmm. became worse. And so obviously they're doing deeper studies on this, but this is literally, I actually believe it's CRISPR technology. And well, we know it's CRISPR technology. I actually believe it's going in and it's snipping off nerve mm -hmm. endings in, uh, in, in the brain. And I think yeah. it actually is uh, because it talks about inflammatory cytokines mm -hmm. um, and how it actually alters the function of the nerve cells, increase the risk of psychosis. But they did have to come up with a new diagnosis because they weren't prepared for this, apparently. And it is called new onset psychosis. So, wow, Robert, we still live in a bizarre world, but yeah. mental disorders now. Now we have to go and put them into psychiatry and psychiatric drugs. There's a, yeah. there's a whole new demographic for the pharmaceutical companies now. Drug deficiency syndrome and disease doesn't really exist, but they've convinced uh, millions of people and particularly Americans. And that's sad for us as Americans to recognize we are the the worst defenders when it comes to drug taking number one in the world. And I don't mean talk about street stuff. I'm talking about the FDA approved variety the pharmaceutical drugs. Now, uh, countering that means minerals. And Absolutely. one of the articles we have is on selenium and its importance for your health. Um, this is kind of a review for many of you. We talk about, uh, they, they mentioned seven health benefits, including immune system, uh, benefits for asthma as a general antioxidant, thyroid criticality, heart function, fertility, and prevention of cancer. It's not new for us, but yet uh, a lot of the forms of selenium that are sold even in health food stores are basically rocks like selenite. And like, it matters the form. And that's why we've been advocates for hundred percent whole food forms of these minerals where possible. And uh, just a shout out to Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com who just dedicated his following on his dad, Chuck's work to carry the whole food forms of these things, the selenium we use. And you can use the code RSB five when you go to choose to be healthy.com to discount but also in conjunction with now the selenium and other things we know that can bind and excrete heavy metals as well, because selenium is critical for mercury and certain metal detoxes. The conversion from uh, glutathione to glutathione peroxidase, when we talk about NAC, without selenium, you can't fully convert. So much of that is overlooked. And now we have, just real quick, I want to mention this, uh, Pure Body Extra, uh, this form from uh, Touch Touchstone Essentials, a one-week uh, uh, introduction five bucks you can get this bottle last a month uh do four sprays three times a day to begin more deep level detox with a form of uh zeolite that has been cleaned up of all the garbage that was lo locked into those zeolites which is why i never utilized them or endorsed them and uh you can do this for five bucks try it out and shipping's included and i want to thank uh, a number of folks that have helped us connect with this including our friend larry cook who's been one of the most outspoken band advocates of awareness about the dangers of vaccines. Shout out to Larry for helping connect us on, on this as well. Uh, and so how often are you doing your show, Jason? I am Monday through Friday, uh, noon till mm -hmm. sometimes one, sometimes two. I tried the Robert Scott Bell two hour platform. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, you need, you need a great producer like Super Don in the yes, back. Yes, you need a Super Don to do that. Absolutely. You need Super Don to do this. So thank you. thanks to him for all he does because he's awesome. Um, so we do Monday through Friday. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, I've been banned. Every once in a while, a, a word will slip out of my mouth that is an inappropriate word because, you know what? We live in an age of insanity. We really do. Um, and and I'll, I'll just tell everybody, like, you got to get out there and talk. You got you to gotta get out there and watch the people who are giving real information. For example, I mean, this selenium thing, um, I, I'm an advocate of minerals. I don't necessarily dive deep into them because it's not really my highlight spot, but mm -hmm. like Robert Scott Bell has been talking about selenium 
since uh, forever ago. He's a genius on it. So you need to like understand how that works. You understand how the magnesiums, Morley Robbins with copper. The, mm-hmm. Like th- yeah. this is where as you are shifting out, there you go. As you're shifting out mm-hmm. of this world of, oh my gosh, we didn't know the whole the whole paradigm was taken over. You know, the medical pharmaceutical industrial complexes that I think actually Robert originally came up with. Mm-hmm. As you shift over, there are people who really specialize or really great in these areas. And so, you know, I try to bring on my show. I come on these shows. It's as long, we just need to get more education out as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I thank you for all of your works and efforts. Uh, you know, you're a, a wonderful renegade and I mean that in the most positive sense, because we need more of that. And it's just fun, you know, been getting to know you and your family. I send all the love and hugs to your wife and your daughter and, and uh, just, I can't wait to see you. Hopefully it'll work out when we're back in Florida for a little bit for that big event, uh, early October. Again, that's in the upcoming events tab of the Robert Scott Bell show. Please sign up for email alerts, uh, or super don't calls them newsletters. You can get that eventually go to, uh, robertscottbell.com or send RSB to two, two, eight, two, eight. Do you have an email alert list of any kind as well? Uh, yeah, if you go to the website, I think you can, it'll pop up in certain places. I think, okay. um, I got banned off a of link tree. That takes that takes some effort right there. Sure. Good job. Good job, my brother. <laughs> Listen, we're out of time. Our friends at Brideon.tv got to take a break. I'll be back with the bonus round. And Jace, uh, again, big hugs to all my Florida family because the power to heal is yours. Oh, back at it. Bonus round on a Monday. Uh, great show. Thanks to Jason Dean for joining us as well. Thanks to all of y'all for being here. And weirdly enough, we're back on Facebook Live and we were trying to figure out when and if ever that would happen again. And Super Don did the math finally. And apparently it was a 30 day. You can't go live, even though we could still be on and, and, and put posts. Is that what it worked out to be? That's what it turned out to be. It was uh, yeah. June 16th. When we got uh, banned for putting out hate speech on the show. Right. And we still and, don't know. Uh, At this moment, we still have, can't figure out what was hateful about anything we've said. Well, I don't, I still don't nah, know. Yeah, well, you weird. got a bunch of snowflake social justice warriors over there in, mm-hmm. in Facebook land. So they, yeah. get, they get offended easily. But in any case, that's what it was. So it, it was the 16th to the 16th, 30 days. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it happened just uh, uh by accident on sunday uh yeah we I didn't was, know we were going live and you i was doing stuff and i did a, a thing and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it it showed it was streaming and i'm like holy crap <laughs> i i had set it to send it's just we're talking base back you know baseball here yeah it's <clears> we can do that um i had to do a record so i wanted to send it to somewhere i knew it wasn't going to go right mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it on Facebook because we're banned on Facebook. Yeah. So I put it on Facebook and I, I started to stream and it was streaming. I was like, whoa, and I stopped and I got the notification on my phone. I'm just like, whoa, what, what's going on? And so, yeah, the, the, the ban ended. And so, you know, look, there are people, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of people that are watching this on Facebook right now. So I'm well, glad they make it easy. They like it. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. as much I as we, we, can, we can say we hate it. Da, 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 but the point but is, look, I get it, dude. It. Yeah. It's like, Facebook and Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're like the social media the king, platforms. The, king that of that, are out there. the kings of those hills, I guess. They are. And and so, you know, if you want to talk to people, 
It's unfortunate. It doesn't mean that there aren't other ones that exist, and you can go there. But if you want to have an, uh, you know, an effective outreach to the general population, that's where it's at right now until something changes. Mm-hmm. You know what, what they've done is they've ticked people off enough to the point where now you've got people that are pretty much like scattered to the wind. You got you got all these different social media platforms and and everybody's on different ones that they like and stuff like that and people are not together anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. they used to be. And you know, for us, we'd love to be on all the social media platforms that are out there, yeah. but uh, there's no way we could keep up. Yeah. You know, I mean, with everything we've got, so we don't have we a social media manager. Facebook. Between you and me, I barely can. Figure you know, out Instagram. I mean that there are some people that get hired on to do that, and it's a full time job. So. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I, I try to post just the update on each day's show, you know, topics and notes and an image on Instagram. Yeah. It's not interesting you know, for people on it. I don't know. But I remember was being told Instagram to is more for, <laughs> hey, check out my new smoothie recipe or or, or you know, it's it's. <laughs> Well, maybe I can get my daughter to be our social media manager because she, yeah, she figured it out. Like she's got artwork that she does and little animations. And yeah. she just did a couple of them over the weekend. And it's like she gets way more views and whatever yeah, happens. Yeah, us old people just uh, yeah. we can't figure out Instagram, can we? Oh, I don't All know. Right. Anyway. Oh, well. up? By the way, we've got some comments coming in, uh, including about the the corn i was asking about the the corn because it was the i couldn't remember the terminology right i don't you know i know some stuff and i don't know some stuff <laughs> so let's uh, see one of the comments let me see back on the corn issue was oh from water somebody named water uh in our chat room at robertscabell.com rsb corn stalks grow ears the ears have kernels that are in rows on a cob corn stalks also grow tassels so it's the yeah i understood what corn stalks were but i was trying to find the word tassel and that makes sense because it does look just like a tassel before the, you know. You're the, talking about that picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's called a tassel? Yeah. If you look at, look the in thing there, in the middle? pull it up. Yeah, the thing in the middle looks like a tassel. Does it not? Oh, I guess, but isn't that the actual, like, beginning of the corn cob? Uh, well, I, th- I thought that each one of those becomes a kernel so that they all, they all have to be fertilized by a, a bee of some kind. But it's it's a tassel at this point. So that thing in the middle, right? Yeah, there. go full screen on that if you don't mind, so we can see it. Yeah, it's a tassel, and it that thing right, over. right there. Yeah, this long thing right here—that's called a tassel. Yes, apparently. See, now I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking that's the beginning of the corn cob, but that's not. Well, I think it is too, but if I'm understanding it, every one of those things that comes out has to be hit up by a bee in order for a kernel to develop within or on the cob, so to speak. Oh. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of bees. Oh, it's a lot of bees. You're right, and, it, and they cow. do love it. When when those stalks are full on, man, the bees are all in it. They love those corn stalks. And this is, of course, heirloom non-GMO okay. organic corn that I'm growing. But uh, huh. anyway, it's going. Looks I pretty happy right that. there. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I sent you. There was a comment um, coming in about gardening. I saw Otherwise. something that you sent me, and what was it? It was. It was. Uh, I think you can pull it and show it on the screen because it's within the, uh, what do you oh, call is it? it? All right, yeah. I got to find it then. Let's see here. Yeah, it's not too far back. Was that the person's name, 42nd Smith? Uh, I think it was just Smith. Oh, Eddie Smith. Smith. I think, no, was it Eddie Smith or somebody else? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, it was Eddie Smith. Eddie Smith. No, no not. No? I apologize. I'm trying to track back to see where that comment is now. I thought it was in there. 
Yeah, it is. During COVID. Yeah, that's it. During COVID and now during this current administration. Oh, it's too I'm, long to show on there. It won't show up? It It'll show did. up, but it's only part of it. Okay, well, it's it's good. Uh, I mostly ignore everything and try to live off the land. At day's end, I sleep like a cat. I think of the late Liam Schiff, who admired my garden, my gardening skill and encouraged me to concentrate on them for bad times. Yeah, and Liam was inspiring to so many of us, including me, to get the garden started back, you know, back in Florida all those years ago when we were still renting. And we, rather than inheriting a couple of uh, raised beds like you did, in a sense, I created them. But I talked to the owner. We were friends with the owner of the house. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can build some raised beds in the back. And so that's nice. where I started doing that. And, um, you know, I had to relearn it in a different environment. But those inspirations are, I'm greatly appreciative of Liam and all that he did for so many of us. So thank you, yeah. uh, Eddie, for acknowledging that as well. He's watching that is a tassel. Lori says that is a tassel. The corn will be detasseled sometime next month. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Neato. Cindy has not seen a lot of bees or wasps, never mind hornets for that matter, out here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I'm sorry to hear that. Thankfully, we've got loads of bees around us. And I don't I still never found who has the the the, the hive, so to speak. Um, my friend Scott Scherner and his wife Deb and their daughter, um, they brought uh, uh, honey and they gave me a honey with honeycomb uh, as well because they've got prolific uh, honey production. They they brought so much. I'm like, dude, how did you harvest that? It's like, I just want even half of it. So uh, they've got a really active bee's hive, bee nest, whatever you want to call it. It's not a bee's nest. It's not a nest. It's a hive. I don't think it's a nest. No. It's a hive. I just say it so people will be annoyed. It's how you get engagement. You have to annoy people. <laughs> Is that how that works? Not always, but yeah. Works so, for some uh, people. Anything else uh, we need to update on this deal for one week only to get this for five bucks? You know, you today like? is day one, so we've yeah. got the week. We are we we ha we have an interview scheduled here for the head guy at Wednesday. Stone? Eddie yeah. Stone will be uh, on the show. To is he going to be on Wednesday or Friday? Wednesday or excuse me, Friday. It'll be Friday. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. And we may replay him on Sunday because that'll be the last day of yeah, the deal. Yeah. So oh, I get air. look, you got little his, to no risk. Five interview bucks. Interview will this. air on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the same day we've got Scott Shar and Vera Sharab on. Ooh, that's going to be a wonderful combination. Yeah. I'm fascinated to see how they're connect connecting, coming together on that. That's going to be good. Indeed. So, yeah. I mean, just you know, check it out if you haven't. If you have not. Uh, signed up for the email newsletter mm -hmm. email blast notification whatever else it is you call it on any given day <laughs> um yeah sign up now because i'll have some more emails going out on that in in, in addition to others okay um and the uh, newsletter that is where you find out or you can go over to robertscottbill.com and there's a post that i uh, put together on that yesterday Okay. It gives, you the, gives you the load down on that. And I'm waiting for mine to show up in the mail. It might even be here now. I haven't okay. had a chance to go out to the mail because I want to start using that with my grandsons. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to open up this bottle just to show you what it looks like so you see how simple this is. It's obviously safety sealed, although it's not a dangerous product in any way. Let's see if I can get this thing open easy enough for if it's Robert Scott Bell proofed. You know how they, they baby proof and child proof things? Sometimes yes. they adult proof it so I can't get in it. But that's good. You don't want it open before you get there. It's like safety sealed for your protection, as they say. All right, here we go. 
open this thing up right here. It's the box it comes in. Well, it's pretty well packed too. You got to lift this thing out to be able to get. There's a whole other lip here. All right, so here we go. So you see this bottle, amber bottle, protected, uh, and it's a colloidal state, nano-sized uh, zeolite, cleaned up. So you're not going to get any of the heavy metals that a lot of zeolites are plagued with because that's what it does. It binds these things. There's a very powerful ion exchange at the colloidal level. So you need very little to achieve a lot. That's Again, for me, this is great because it, it honors my homeopathic bias in that you don't need more to achieve the best results. You need the efficient form, and then you need less to, to, to get more as opposed to more becoming bioaccumulating in a way you don't need it to be so this is very cool let me see what else is going on here all right okay i got it so i safety unsealed it <laughs> open it up <laughs> bomb let's see if i can prime it one so it's two, four sprays eight, three times a day four. simple as that it's a two ounce bottle yep. four sprays three times a day will last too that's that's a really good deal yep. for five bucks uh including shipping to try out your first bottle heavy metal detox very important yeah, and it's just five bucks with free shipping for first-time yeah. people. Yep. And we've been at this for years, folks. You know that many of you that are aware of this, the, the detox process is everything. It's, you know, how we get started. We got to clear the terrain. You know, that's what, you know, when I did my uh, hour-long lecture for Trinity, which is a lecture on demand on clinical homeopathy 101, it's all about clearing the terrain and addressing the basics. And so homeopathically, we can address these things. The zeolites are very powerful in terms of, you know, being as safe as a homeopathic at this level, but having the power to go anywhere in the body to grab the metals you don't want and help usher them out of the body simply easily, like basically something that tastes just like water. So try it out. We got a one week special offer, introductory special offer, five bucks, including shipping. Give it a go. And there is a banner over on robertscottbell.com. It's the first banner you'll see on the on the right-hand side as you go to the website. It's a zeolite just, detox offer. You can five click bucks right on that. That will yeah. give you all the information you need. Okay. And so, I'll be reporting back here uh, over the week here um, on what experience I have. And, and you will too, obviously. Yes. On what's going on with that. Yep. We've got it going. We've got it going on. So. What else is going on? Any other breaking news or th uh, things that we didn't get to cover today with Jason or otherwise? Um, yeah, it's all in the newsletter. Okay. Oh, so yeah, that reminds me of the question, your your newsletter question. Ah, uh, yes, the poll of the day. And you know what? I, I was tempted yeah. not to use this Yeah. Uh, just because we had already kind of talked about it. If you missed yesterday's show, which yeah. I know some people, they just – they just don't I did not want to talk Sunday about it. Show, you know, I don't understand why, but yeah. it's because we're not live on video, you know. Um, but in any case, there was a story out of the Wall Street Journal mm -hmm. uh, talking about. Let me see if I can remember what the exact headline was. Wall Street Journal, and it was uh, "Armpit Hair is Back, Whether You Like It or Not." It's like really, really. <laughs> how, could I, how could I? How could I pass up that headline? I'm such a uh, you know just a teenager at heart. You know, let's talk about armpit hair. That sounds right. like fun. Lovely. So anyway, celebrities, female celebrities, apparently now have decided they're going to stop shaving their armpits, and so they're taking pictures and they've got you know hair. Yeah. And, and so you joked. You said I have a feeling this is going to be the poll question for tomorrow. So I honored that. And oh, so in, in today's newsletter, the poll question of the day, females with hairy armpits is making a comeback, according to the Wall Street Journal. What do you think? Yeah. You had four choices. Either yuck, 
Yeah. What's the fuss all about? I don't care as long as I don't see it. And then not sure. All right. Well, I so I don't. What do you know, think? Like, what do you we, think the winner, we, the winning answer of the poll is? We look. We have been culturally, uh, let's say, impacted to believe that women shouldn't have hair under their arms, and so the razor blade companies have won this battle until now, apparently. And so I would say if people are culturally honest, they're going to go yuck just because they've been programmed. But I think in this audience, it's going to be what's the big fuss? What's the fuss? That's my. That's what you think. All right. It's going to be so. So let's. Uh, I'm going to go full screen now. I'm going to okay. show you the result. Mm-hmm. Actually, most people said wow. yuck. Wow. Okay, so the cultural... Fifty-two percent. Yeah. Yuck. And so secondarily was the half of that was what's all the fuss about? Okay. Yes. And some said I don't care as long as I don't see it, and three percent <laughs> not sure. Okay. Well, look, so, I love all right. the, the honesty here is good. So yeah, yeah. it's very rare yeah. that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Normally doesn't have normally you. I, I think don't know, that's people the first don't want time. to admit that they don't like it. I think that's the first time you've actually picked the wrong answer. So <clears throat> forget yeah. about the audience's answer. Yeah. What's your answer? Um, you look. I this, you can't this is, be impartial. I'm you got to be honest, straightforward. Here, here's my process. I okay. acknowledge the cultural programming to find it not attractive to, for women to have hair under their ear, ears. No, ears. Sorry. Hair in old, their ears. That's us. People, we have hair old, in our ears. That's our old people, the old men thing. Um, but at the same time, I I can absolutely detach from it and go, you know what? I recognize that it's a, it's a cultural programming. Dude, so. you suck. Why? Okay. Why? It's, it's a simple... Okay. A, B, be, C, or D I'll answer. Be, I'll be in the yuck category because I'm programmed. Okay, thank you for being honest. Yes. You don't have to worry about offending anybody. It's not like all the hairy armpit ladies are going to stop listening to the show. Oh, yeah, the they're going to stop listening to the show immediately. Look, we got a lot I, of European I, I initially yeah. would be like, ew, when you, when you see it, yeah. right? But after taking just a second, I would be one of those people who just be like, I don't care what you do. Right. You yeah. know, I just, just don't, yeah. don't, don't wave your armpit at me. Yeah. You know, type thing. Right. Now, I will also agree with you that, you know, and my wife actually pointed this out. She's like, you know, we're one of the few countries mm-hmm. in the world where that's yeah. a thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it, it is, it's a cultural thing here that, you know, women are supposed to, you know, there's not, they're not supposed to, ha- you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do I think it's, do I think it's wrong or should somebody be like criticized? I, you know, look, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know. There are people that do all kinds of weird things. Yeah. Wait a minute. That, that some right people can comb their eyebrows over the top of their head. So. <laughs> so, yeah, some of us, especially when we get older, our eyebrows turn into like you know <laughs> stuff too. I'm one of those guys, aliens so. and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was an interesting. Question. Yeah, you know, it was that moment when I knew I was getting old when I went like to get a haircut years some years ago, and they said, "Do you want me to trim your eyebrows?" I'm like, "Oh, really? <laughs> that never happened." So now I got to see what people are saying here. Cindy yeah. Morton says, "Gross." Okay. Lori Harvey says wax don't shave. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on. That's all? Really? What? Harry Armpits? And there's no... Let's see. No, okay. No. Colleen said, I go to the other chat room. Uh, each To each their own. I don't mm-hmm. like it on myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Look at that. Nobody has not a whole lot of... Okay, here we go. Nikki says, I was going to say yuck, but then I was like, I don't care as long as I don't see it. 
There you go. There you See, go. I like okay. that. So you had I some like options that. there. I, I never I'm, can predict with your poll questions what will resonate with people. Sometimes I cringe. I'm like, you really asked that question in the poll question? But well, we got a lot. We, I mean, there were a lot of votes, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, within the newsletter. Well, and it's so. nice because we had a request for like people that wanted to see the, the results if they missed the show or something. And, and I put been that putting, in the newsletter. So now the previous every day. poll results, you put that yep. so people could kind of get a sense of the audience. It's really kind of cool. So that's another reason why you want to be part of the newsletter alert system. I said it. You know, want to inform, but also want to have you know a little bit of fun too yeah. when we're doing it. Eddie says, as long as you don't braid it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be some long. Oh my gosh. Long, yeah. long eyelashes man. or eyebrows. Uh, let's see. Did, did, did you, man, did you, I heard there's so, let me look here. Here, some other things that we we had in the Diane has a question today. Doesn't bentonite clay grab metals as well? Wondered with that, with oh, that product, will they put pull the metal from your fillings? Okay, so here's the thing if there's any, and you know, if you have metal fillings, silver fillings that are really mercury, the zeolites will most definitely interact and grab it, but not to release it into your body. That's the beautiful thing. They will stay and grab it and hold on to it. So then they'll be removed from your body. So it's not like it's going to, oh, it's extra stuff that's coming out. It's going to grab what's, you, it's coming out no matter whether you like it or not. The question is, will it be bound and excreted? That's why selenium is so important, extra important for those of you who have dental amalgams that are the mercury fillings. Uh, but bentonite clay can work as an adsorption. It can adsorb absorption molecules in the gut primarily it doesn't have the easy access to the rest of your body like a nano sized uh, colloidal chemistry kind of zeolite like this is so this is going to be far more systemic in its benefit uh, transiting throughout your body so getting the uh, touchstone essentials pure body extra natural nano sized zeolite colloidal yeah, zeolite it suspension out. it's different five bucks free shipping one week only it goes until what did we say the 24th or 25th sunday it, Sunday is, the, it, it ends Sunday night. Okay, the twenty something, twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Thank you. Yep. So until then, you have your so, opportunity. Don't blow. Go get it. Back. Back to hair. Yeah. Um. Pat makes a comment. She says uh, she'd rather see armpit hair than leg hair on women. Okay. Now that's interesting because the, you know, the, the, leg the, hair, yeah. the leg hair thing I think is a lot like the armpit hair mm -hmm. when you go to like European uh, you know countries and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, that that's also just a normal thing that they have. They European have leg style, hair. Yeah. Now, have, I personally, I don't know. That's a weird one. Would I rather see armpit hair on a woman or leg hair? Well, you won't see it unless they raise their arms. If they're wearing shorts, there's no hiding it. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if I had to, if I had to pick between one or the other. That'd be a tough one. Hmm. I think the armpit hair still would be a little more odd than than the leg hair. You know. I don't know. Uh, Everybody's got different level of hairiness. That's just the nature DJ of... DJ Katie says, year, for years, most Europeans didn't shave. Yep. They were into more of the natural. Mm -hmm. uh, Steven says, maybe go to an armpit hair salon mm -hmm. and get it braided to increase the appeal. Pat says, RSB, the main thing is don't stink. Well, that's true. Yeah. And you don't want to add that to the... Add, add that to add it. The mix. Yeah. You know, I, I do remember growing up toxic and being smelly, you know, after you sweat. And then after years of cleansing, detoxing, unless I, and I, I've mentioned this on the air before too, because I can sweat, work out, have a great workout. And I'm like, no, nope, no smell. And it isn't because my super powerful deodorant. Yeah. It's, it's really 
uh, just a difference in terms of what's coming out of me compared well, to what I, it was when I was earlier your in my own earlier years. Personal microbiome has a lot to do with that too. Sure, absolutely, but it's yeah. related to the toxic poisons and metals and other things coming out that breed certain bacteria that are more odiferous than others. Right. And although, I, and I said this as a caveat in terms of uh, if I'm sweating me in, in the midst of being stressed out. Seriously, if I'm yes, I'm human. As much as I talk about not worrying and things like that, if there's a point of pressure where I'm like, I am concerned and I'm not on top of my game, then I can get out there sweating. I'm like, those are the times where I can go, oh, well, I can smell that. That's something I hadn't had in a while. So it's interesting how your emotional states can impact on what's coming out of you and how, you know, the smells that you give off. And I think this is the kind of thing that, that victim or prey, P-R-E-Y, there's a smell that's palpable for those that can smell fear, for instance, stress, worry has a smell to it interestingly enough so i know we're talking about lovely topics right now that's yeah, all right like, here i got know. i got another one for you yeah all right you ready no remember we used to do this when we were kids all right armpit hair on a woman nose hair on a man which one's more gross you ever seen like you like like the, the really old guys they got like the yeah now the you're picking what's on old worse guys. Yeah. long nose hair on a guy or Armpit hair on a woman. Now, maybe we have a biased opinion because we're yeah. guys, but... Right, right. What's worse? I, I know you're just trying to gross me out now. What? It's natural. Are we, are we into natural, natural stuff? It's the natural show, stuff, right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> DJ Katie, yeah. no stink yeah. if you eat healthy. That's what I see over time. Um, yeah. And, and it didn't happen overnight, but the idea is, and this is outside of necessarily the endocrine teenage kind of smell, right? When you're at, your hormones are starting to surge and it's crazy, but this also related to the toxic poisons that you eat or don't eat. You're right, DJ Katie. That is what I've found as well. Anywho, of course, I'm thinking of leg hair. It reminds me of the whole Biden thing. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Talking well, about how he had hairy yeah, legs. Very awkward. They, the kids used to here's a question from crystal question from crystal if i take copper and zeolite at the same time won't it be counterproductive yeah all right so let's say we take the bioactive copper hydrosol i don't then take the zeolite immediately after i would give a little bit of time for your body to begin utilizing it on the cupro enzyme pathways this is a bioactive very active form of copper so if you use them at the same time, you could probably neutralize a lot of the copper very too rapidly. So separate hmm. them out in time. I would say even an hour would be enough. That was a really good question. Yeah, a really good question. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with silver. I talk about, you know, if you use the silver medicinally or supplementally, don't do it at the same time you do a zeolite because then you bind a lot of that before it has benefit to the body. This is why I talk about sulfur as well, silver and sulfur. But uh, yeah, separate them out in time. How much time do you think time. would be a reasonable I would, I would safely do an hour. Okay. Yeah, then it's already in and utilized, and then the things that the zeolite would grab, you know, you're going to have already used most of it anyway, so that's what I would do. All righty then. Yeah, don't use, Cindy points out, don't use an antiperspirant because stopping the sweat is very damaging to the body, uh, but the odor is the, the difference. And you remember the story of, of spraying the armpits of a, 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 a lay. Oh, by the way, that was an interesting thing. Now the memory comes back. You remember that story when I was doing a show out in Las Vegas. It was like a, a trade show of some kind. And there was a lady who was in the booth next to me that was like a model hired to be there. 
and and I'm like, lady, I'm being nice. I'm like, but you really don't smell good. <laughs> but she knew I was a homeopathic doctor, and, and she took it well. And so I handed her a bottle. I think at the time it was a, a medical trade show. <laughs> I do remember this now. <clears throat> you do remember yeah. that? I had blocked that out, yeah. And I, I handed her a spray bottle, a two-ounce spray bottle of Argentin 23. <laughs> and I said, if you don't want to do it here, go to the bathroom, take it, and spray it under your arms and and smell what happens. And she got back, and there was no smell because the silver neutralized the bacteria that was resulting in the smell. And if I remember correctly, she had hairy armpits. That's the weird thing about that memory now. I don't think I remembered that initially. So there you go. How about that for a story that kind of fits right into the discussion point? I totally, I think I remember that now. And I was like, you made me nervous. You couldn't believe it. Yeah, you couldn't believe it. the whole thing. I was just like, yeah. What did you, you said what? Yep. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. What do we got this week? In uh, hour one, we've got yeah. a Doctor Dannenberg mm-hmm. coming on the show. Kevin Kevin booked this this uh, individual, and he's got a story. It's an amazing story. He was apparently he was diagnosed with incurable myeloma. Ooh. Wow. Changed his diet and his lifestyle, and he's been doing fine even through uh, through COVID. Mm. And so he believes in nanoparticle medicine. Okay, uh, is cytotoxic and extremely dangerous, and is against the jabs, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll be talking with him tomorrow. Then we've yeah. got uh, what on Wednesday? Andy Lock Mirrors talking to us about Germanic healing knowledge. I still, for whatever reason, when I say that, it's mm. it. I don't know. It has this like vibe to Germanic, right. Germanic healing knowledge, is. you know. We might have to dress in lederhosen that day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that'll be in hour one. Right. Uh, Thursday, we've got Jonathan E. Moore at hour one. And we've mm-hmm. got Tim Schur from TimSchur.com okay. in hour two. And then we'll have uh, on Friday, Scott Shara and Vera Sharav, followed by Eddie Stone with Touchstone Essentials. Okay. Folks, thanks for being here once again. I uh, hope you enjoyed our Monday edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And thank you for those of us, uh, those of you that found us again on Facebook, surprised to us, we're back on there live. But always remember to join us at robertscottbell.com slash listen uh, for the listen uh, chat room as well as the live video. And those videos are up for, what, about a week or two afterwards right on our website? Around a week, yeah. 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 And then um, sometimes longer, just depends. Yeah. That, you know, eventually right. I, I get to it, but you might have a couple weeks worth up there. Yeah. Oh, Pat says RSB. Then you think other older ladies shouldn't tweeze their beards? Come on. I I don't know where you get that, Pat. I'm not against that. If you want to do that, I, I don't know how that happened, but uh, you know. Silver spray as a deodorant. Yes, I, uh, Colleen's mentioned that since I mentioned it. I had people utilizing the silver gel, right? The Sovereign Silver First Aid gel under their armpits uh, for an, a deodorant. As long as the silver was there, it would neutralize the odor because the bacteria were the ones causing it. So, yeah, and you can adjunct that with the spray. So, yeah, you could use that safely as a deodorant as well. Big difference between deodorant and antiperspirant, right? Yes, very big difference. Yeah. As long as it doesn't have aluminum in it, then you're pretty much okay. Yeah. And he says, your topic provoked me to clip the hair out of my nose and trim my eyebrows for my birthday day. Hey, Eddie Smith. There happy you birthday. go. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, buddy. Happy trimmed hairless up, birthday. Trimmed up and ready to go. That's uh, right. Make an organic birthday cake. 
of some kind. Uh, whatever you want to put it in or on it, whatever. But uh, Eddie, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, let's see. Anything else? For, uh, it's been fun, actually. Good good uh, bonus round, y'all. Thanks again to Jason Dean for joining us today on the air. Thanks for Super D making all those stories go. And we'll be back tomorrow with who knows what other than what you've said. But uh, we'll keep following the The news of the day. Yeah. A nice interview with Dr. Alvin Dannenberg. Mm -hmm. And your questions and comments, if you're interested, you can always leave your questions and comments at robertscottbell.com. Click on, what does it say, comment, contact, contact so. us, that's it. Yeah. Uh, or you can leave us a voicemail, 866-939-2355. Mm -hmm. Either way, we love hearing from you. And uh, join us on Patreon, because our AMAs once a month and then some are fun. Yes, and thank you. Uh, welcome again to uh, Doreen and Tom Nelson for mm -hmm. our, being our newest patrons. Who, yeah, so they signed up for the annual membership, which you can do that. You know, yeah. it, some people they you know, they're one not really big out. on the idea of, of something come out of their, uh, Thing their account every month. So mm -hmm. you can just pay a year at a time, and you get like a sixteen percent discount when you do that. Mm -hmm. So that is an option as well. Hi, Pat. I love you too. See that? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, God willing, we'll be back less than 22 hours from now with some more uh, broadcast healing. All right. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.